Welcome to Nightlight, our home movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, we got Freddie. Always keeping that spoopy. Always and forever. Also known as Night Knight. Other in there, we got David. What up, spoop kids? Spoop kids? For the last time. That's right. As we are with this man blessing our presence. <sighs> also known as Nightly. We are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down, discuss the ultimate question. Why horror? So with the lights, sit back and let the narcissist envelop you. If you like that and want extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a what? Yeah! All right. It is a brand new month. But before we even talk about this brand new month, Let's address the elephant in the room of what I just announced. <laughs> if you have not heard on Twitter or on our Discord, David is definitely off the show after this episode. And it's so sad. I had to fire him. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just yeah. kidding. No. David actually has a fantastic opportunity that happened in, for his career, which we're very, very excited for him for. So, 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 so stoked for that. Um, but... Just to like reminisce a little bit, like no. we started this in my living room. Yeah, about four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah. That's insane. And the four years have flown by, honestly. They truly yeah. have. It feels like we just started maybe it, a year ago. Yeah, it, it does feel that way for sure. And, you know, we started in, in my living room and David came in as our horror virgin. Yes, I did. Just <laughs> with a... a your sharp understanding of pretty much just paranormal films. Yeah. And as a fan, as a casual fan. For exactly. Sure. Yeah. 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 And, and what to see you grow on this show and to see you grow as a human in general has been probably some of the best things I've ever gotten to witness. So Absolutely. I'm extremely proud of you. Very excited for whatever you got coming up next. Yeah. And I, I wish you well. Thank you. Yes. You, uh, you two have been amazing co-hosts. It's been such an honor Oh, man. To be a part of this, you have no idea. I don't. I don't say that lightly, and I think uh, the show couldn't be in better hands. So, um, I, I'm you. so proud of everything you've done, and there's so many like memorable moments and. <laughs> Uh, weird sound effects. We, we've Boy, done, we've done some like, silly shit over the years. Yeah, no, it's like it's stuff that like I will never forget for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, we've done so much together. Oh my god, am I tearing up? <laughs> ah, no, but like no, you bring so much too. to the table, and you have a lot of great insight and perspective, and we just flow so well together. And yeah. I just yeah. love that, and uh, the connection of us loving movies and. Deep diving is really fun and really great. So yeah, I appreciate all the time you've been here. Thank you, Freddie. Yeah. Thank you, Prince, yes. for the kind words. And yeah, likewise, I, I think definitely when we're in the moment and we are working together, it, it feels so natural, so seamless. And um, I love how honest of a platform this has been to share my thoughts and really flex my creative muscles. And you two allow that to happen. And um it's just been an honor. It's been a fun ride, and I can't wait to continue this show as a fan. Oh, man. Uh, and he hosted last week. So I that's right. That yes. Episode, yes. You make sure to check that out. killed it. If you haven't you. listened thank to it. So that was absolutely fantastic. So, no, thank you again. And also, I know many listeners as well are sad to see you go, but also probably very proud of you as well. Thank you. So, thank you. Yeah. But as our tears 
are going to get sucked into our eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> get back in there, tears. <laughs> we are going to start a brand new month. This is Vampiric Month, which I'm very, very excited about. And of course, I had to go old school with this one because I want to suck your blood. <laughs> that is the name of this month. I want to suck your blood. The month. It's uh, nothing else but vampire movies. It has nothing to do with any theme. I just like, fuck it. I want to talk about vampires. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. We've never talked about really like a vampire month, I guess. I'm glad that yeah. I was here for this one episode of this month. Me too. Right. Yeah. Me too. This whole month is dedicated to you. Right? I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. But um, yeah, the movie that we are going to be discussing is 30 Days of Night. But before we do that, I want to give a very special shout out to our patrons over on patreon.com slash nightlightpods. It's night with a K. Zachary, Nashia, Frank, Kristen, Laura, Bragalock, Lizzie, Josh, Vaughn, Alexis, Johnny, Layla, Eric, Ke- uh, Kelly, Daniel, Cheyenne, Carrie, Stu, Anna, Stephanie, Calvin, Drew, also known as Silent Nights, also known as a podcast manager, Scary Stuff Podcast, Patrick, oh, Willow, Jasmine, Jessica, Jared, Randy, Chantal, Rio, Jesse, Joe, Kaylee, Rob, and last but certainly not least, Freddie. Thank y'all so much for keeping the dream alive. Um, but I am going to do a quick little disclaimer. I know I sound all chipper and dipper and flipper right now, but... <laughs> wow, that's smooth. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Solid. Uh, but uh, I <clears throat> am still kind of getting over a cough. Um, I don't have a cold. I just have allergies. Um, as we all tell ourselves, but I genuinely don't have a cold, but I am, I still have a lingering cough. So if by chance I start coughing uncontrollably, Freddie's actually going to take the wheel like Jesus. And, uh, <laughs> someone skips ahead. <laughs> Yo, Prince's voice changed. <laughs> but Freddie's going to take the wheel, um, and actually, uh, kind of start reading the notes, f- uh, for me at that point in time. And I'll just kind of be chipping in with my thoughts and all that stuff as well. But first and foremost, gentlemen thoughts on David, you first. Oh, wow. Yes. You. you have to. You have to. Um, Take us home. What can I say? This is a vampire movie, right? It's a vampire movie. We love vampires. We do. I love vampires. Oh, man, we do. And this movie is brutal. And um, Truthfully. I want to say, preface, right? This is pre-Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> and before yes. Twilight, it was about this brutality that you would see with vampires. And this very much feels akin to that... <coughs> 2000s era of brutality that you would see in Creatures of the Night. And yeah. this movie very much demonstrates that. And I think this is going to be for those fans that want to see just something gnarly, see gore, blood. They want to see um, violence, really, yeah. in a catharsis way. And uh, this movie definitely delivers on all of that. I, I think the movie can drag in its length, but I think that's the point. It's it's definitely the point because it's thirty nights, right? right. Yeah. So you you're supposed to feel that you're supposed to feel that it, it's never ending. Um, and um, I think ultimately, I wonder what you two think about this. But um, I love that ending. <sighs> I love um, like the last scene, and it very much uh, had me thinking of. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this vaguely of. Uh, 
a certain Mike Flanagan property. And I'm sure there was a uh, inspiration mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think for those that, uh, you said that, yeah, I love, uh, or I believe that like those that love the brutality that you can experience in horror are going to have a fun ride with this. Absolutely. Definitely agree. And I'm really happy you brought up Midnight Mass as well. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but I'm really happy you brought that up. Uh, but sorry, everybody. I already ruined it. It's Midnight Mass. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I said the same thing about the show as well, where it reminded me more of 30 Days of Night than it did Salem's Lot for a lot of other people. Um, so I know that that was pretty much Mike Flanagan making his own Stephen King property, but at the same time, like... That felt a lot like this. Just a yeah. very well polished version of this to me. Yep. Um, so I definitely agree. Freddie, what about you? Yeah, uh, I'm kind of hit or miss with this movie <laughs> a little bit. Um, I mostly liked the majority of all of this movie. Uh, the is this your first time watching this? I think this is my first time watching oh, it. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, if I watched it, I probably watched it such a long time ago that it was like watching it for the first time. 2007. Um, 2007, yeah, so that's what... It's actually kind of wild. This doesn't feel like a 2007 years? movie. This movie made me think of the movie Priest. Priest? I don't even know what priest. that is. It was this adapted is from like a... a comic um, book one? A comic book. Yeah, yeah. and it was like pr- the angel that came down. He was like shooting people? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I but, oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. sorry to interrupt, but uh, this movie very much felt like it was adapted from like a written property. It is. Oh. it is. It is a graphic yeah, novel. It's a graphic novel. I was going to say, if this watching this felt like it adapted from a graphic novel, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. what I was thinking the whole time. So, so I'm, Glad to hear the that. thing I like about this movie the most is the vampires itself. Yeah. I think the vampires have a really good like world building community where like they have their own language. They uh, I, even, I told Army someone I was dead, like I'm sure. they kind of work really well as a, like a wolf pack culture. I thought of Lost like they Boys. have like the alpha yeah. male, right? And yeah. they have like the one that's like the main leader who's like the one that's a little more brutal and a little bit more tough and stronger. And the people really follow him and they really communicate with each other and they strategize and they use baits and there's like this whole entire they're smart. Yeah. Like they've built like they have a history of <clears throat> doing this and they're good at doing this. Oh yeah. They've been and doing it's this for a while. Crazy to see because the humans are the prey. Yeah. And usually it's the other way around, right? We are like the um, the, the big person on the food chain but seeing it the other way around is like it's super scary and it's super frightening and they know dude, like let's get rid of all of their mobility right mm-hmm. I was like why are you and we'll talk about like the dog scene too but like I hate seeing that scene but I'm like yeah. it makes sense oh, yeah. they even talk about it later it's like oh they got rid of all of our sleigh dogs mm-hmm. then they got rid of like the helicopter they got rid like of that. pretty much everything, everything that allows you to escape yeah and then or call for help yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing too, there's a lot of like unanswered questions, like Ben Foster's character, the stranger, uh, the stranger, where it's like, where did you come from? What, what was your history with them? I guess like they like he's a you familiar. Oh, yeah, he was Marlowe's familiar because of, with familiars for vampire lore, it, they are there to do all the bidding for the daytime stuff. You're right. Hmm. Yep. Um, so he just came so with yeah. them, <laughs> like, <laughs> but he came from that boat. It was like a big old oh, ship. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. where the, the first attack happened. Yeah. He came that from that sense. boat and then he he rode off that boat and that's, that's when he got there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a very cool movie. And like uh, we all talked about, it's like the brutality of this movie is hard to like not see. Sure. Uh, it's very much in your face. And 
They are. This is ruthless. one of probably one of the most brutal vampire movies yeah, I've these seen. Vampires yeah. play with their prey. They like play with their food a little bit. Like they're yeah. ruthless. They're they'll like, make a yeah. mockery of their victims. Yeah, like, they're them. genuinely scary, and yeah. that's the big thing too. The ending I felt was kind of comedic a little bit. I was like, oh, it's one of those movies where, like, if I put their blood in me, I could be as strong as them, and I'll still be normal for that a while. Very graphic novel. Well, yeah, that's yeah. like okay. Like, as a it comic, me of, because of Doom, <laughs> yeah. it me of Doom's like, oh, it only affects some people. So, like, The Rock injects yeah. him, he becomes a monster, but the other guy becomes I've like a superhero. I've never seen that movie, but I believe that it's ridiculous. It's fun, you know. It's like super popcorn fun, and that's where I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Um, but I love. We'll talk about the scene, but the overhead shot scene, and it shows them attacking everyone, and there's just blood trails in snow. Yeah, and so the white good. snow and the contrast of the blood just looks graphic. Like and you can scary see and, the slashes taking yes. place because how the blood marks the snow. It's, it's probably so one of my top ten horror moments. Ever. Yeah, nice. Like it, I, I, would, I would agree. This is like like this is this on one of my par favorite scenes with the ghost general. ship boat scene when. The everyone dies in the in the beginning of Ghost Ship. Like this is on par with that for me, for sure. Like this is, this is a that's a magnificent scene. Like, yeah. <laughs> like damn, damn. And I feel like we don't get like this action horror blockbuster style movie anymore. Yeah, we don't really do it. Yeah, no, no. yeah. I'm excited to see what Blade does mm-hmm. for for this revamp, but. Yeah, I mean, revamp. Oh, ah, wow! Ah, unintentional, intentional. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's interesting though to see how like what's gonna happen. But although I love this fucking movie, this is like my I don't know maybe my eighth time watching this. Oh, like I I love this movie. I ever since I've seen it back in the day. Um, I actually watched this one in theaters too, so I was oh, cool. lucky enough to catch it. But well, that'd um, be cool to see in theaters. This was. This movie's always been a fun, comforting movie for me, as oddly as that may sound. I thought that um, when I watched it. I was like, this seems like comfort food for Prince. Yeah, and it was. It was. It was. <laughs> so, like, this was a very comforting movie for me. And um, something that I, if I want, like, to throw it on, I will kind of thing. But I, I agree. Like, the vampires are very intriguing and they're smart. They have their own colony. Um, and I didn't mention this to either one of you because I didn't want to give you give y'all extra homework. But there is another. Uh, there's a prequel to this. A prequel. Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I saw that there was a second movie, but oh, I think I saw that prequel. too. Is it just is it the <clears throat> same kind of rundown of these vamps hitting up a town? Or because it's sort of. It seems like it's, it's very much planned. Like this is their feeding fest, and they're gonna take advantage of it. So it's called Dark Days. Um, and. Pretty much in dark days, I believe, or no, I don't think this one's it. I think it was, or is this one it? No, I don't think this one's it because the other one is a cartoon, I think. Um, and oh. it's in it's in New York. Oh, um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I'm, I, I gotta find it, but I'm just gonna type in Third Days of Night anime because it is a animated film, I believe. Um, 30 Days of Night, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, I'm wasting time. <laughs> but uh, Dust to Dust, maybe? Maybe that was it? Yes, huh. Dust to Dust. Because it, it was on fearnet.com. Um, and then it, they also came out with uh, Blood Trails as well, which Blood Trails was the actual comic. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, so that's that's what it was. And it was an anime. And um, 
it was interesting. It was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good, but it, it followed them from the town go, finding out about Alaska, this town in Alaska, and going there. So, okay. yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I, th- I think this storyline or this, like, not storyline, but, like, this scenario would work so well in anime. Oh, yeah. Just because you could really go over the top with what you're depicting mm, on screen, right? I would say let's try it again, right? Because you know, Castlevania was so fucking successful. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I like, love you know, that. That worked oh, so well. So I, I would definitely let's see that again. That was also brutal. <laughs> that Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, I like this guy. I can't say his last name, but Harold Perrineau, I think, is, is how you say his name. Um, but he's in, he's, uh, in he's in From. He's also in the sequel, yeah. But he's in that huh. new show from that I started recently. God damn, that show was good. And I agree with everybody else that more people need to watch that show. Anyway, let's go and jump into this shit, man. But David's last time. One last time. And guess who the One director's name is? <laughs> <laughs> 30 Days of Night, directed by David Slade. I had to choose a David for a David. Released <laughs> October 19, 2007, with a runtime of one hour and 53 minutes, which was goddamn surprising. A uh, budget of $30 million and a box office of $75.5 million with a rating of 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, you know, I don't think that's entirely fair, but for the time, everyone hated horror films. True. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so true. accurate. Like in the 2000s, no one liked horror, it yeah. sounds like. So I guess for that, makes sense. This is probably a high-rated horror film uh, back in those times. But I guarantee if this was to come out again or something like this were to come out again, it'd be in the 90s. Oh, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> We open to an aerial view of Barrow, Alaska, northernmost town in the U.S. Quote, isolated in 80 miles of roadless wilderness, cut off every winter for 30 days of night. Great use of the title card here. Yeah. I like that. Cut to a man staring at, at uh, a large ship that's frozen out in sea. He turns around and begins walking toward the town, leaving his raft behind. Moving through the harsh snow as carefully and quickly as he can, finally making it to the outlook of town. Last day of sun. Sheriff Eben Olson Olson, and his deputy Billy uh, Kitka find a pile of burnt satellite phones. They both are trying to wrap their heads around how this happened, Billy thinking it was teenagers, but Eben isn't so sure, knowing they would have left a note or something to explain their quote-unquote fuck you to the world, not finding it to be a bad idea, actually. (laughs) She's like... Got to be a teenager again. <laughs> Evan and Billy walk over to uh, to watch the last sunset for the month together. Billy sharing that he brought Peggy there on on their first date. Evan unenthusiastically rebuttals that they all did. Dude, when I when I heard that, I thought that was a dig at Peggy. <laughs> I was like, dude, which is why he corrected himself, yeah. right? Like, oh, okay, <laughs> corrected that he never brought his wife there. They share a quick laugh before needing to put the sign. Um, Eben continues looking out at the sunset, Billy wondering if he's okay. He bluntly claims that he he is before they head out. They head over to fix the population sign from 563 to 152. That is surprisingly a lot more people than I thought would be in that town. But here's where my gripe comes in. When the vampires actually started doing their thing, it looked like they demolished that whole town. It's true. Oh, for yeah. sure. And when 152 people, I was like, there's no fucking way that there's <laughs> this many people left. Yeah. No, they changed the population <laughs> before everyone starts leaving. So I would assume like not even half that stayed. So there'd probably be about like maybe 50 to 60 people left. Think so? Yeah. You think more, you think more than half of the people left 
than he already intended. From what I saw when everyone was like leaving to go to the airport for the last day and everyone was going to come back anyways, it looked like more than half the people. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was surprised to see a lot of families stay and kids. And I was like, oh, you kids are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's this, it's that's this. sad to see. I was like, oh man, like there's going to be kids that are going to get killed in this movie. And I was like, yeah, I guess, whatever. I couldn't <laughs> imagine 30 days of night. No. What? I would die. <laughs> I would die. It would be scary. They died. <laughs> I, I'm so desperate for sunlight. It's crazy. Fair. Yeah, There's yeah. this lady on TikTok who shows a very romanticized side of it being night for a month. Um, I forgot where she lives, but it's it's it's. I, I want to say it's like maybe Norway somewhere. I was going to say that. Nor I think Norway. Yeah. Has but that. she has her cute little husky, and she uh yeah she she just talks about like like how it is like one 30 days of night and for for her she i mean she loves it she's just like yeah i mean we wake up at and do normal things just at night and it's just still nighttime and no. it's like yeah that sucks no but that's crazy i i would go insane a little bit i would My, i would go insane for it to be daylight for 30 days like i would love that i would fucking hate that bro as much I as i want to be a vampire bed, I, oh dude i love the dark close your blinds it's not enough it's Put like I see, I see it slightly peeking in. Put a like, sleep you know? mask on. Duct tape it. <laughs> <laughs> you can Just, find a way. Yeah, you can't work the other way around. So yeah, that would be the easiest way. Exactly. I mean, well, turn light on. Mm-hmm. There you go. Like, like, turn the light on. Yeah, like, turn light on. As someone that sleeps so that all day, a loud laugh. Oh my god, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> As someone that sleeps all day and is so sad that I missed so much daylight. Mm. It's not the same. Just turn the light on. Fair, fair. Yeah, I mean, I still kind of wake up at night still so like i wake up pretty early in the morning but yeah evan questioning why billy even bothers since nobody will see the sign but for him it's tradition the fire marshal stella olison is doing her last uh, inspection the owner comments about her putting this off to the last minute she responds on there being a a lot of small towns in the state her boss wanting her all the gear inspected and certified by the end of the month he notices that she saved borrow for her last uh, last stop she gives him a passive glance he wonders if she is sure that she wants to leave him and his wife Jeannie were hoping f- uh, that her and Eben would rethink their separation like, okay Sheesh. okay so everybody's in everybody's business All yeah. right. small right. town small vibes town. Yep. small town vibes okay um, I would hate that I would hate that Hell yeah. Like I like small towns but I don't like people all up in my business fair yeah I, I would love to live in a small town. I think I need to experience it. And like it. not know anyone. I need to experience it first. Like, like a small town, every, knowing everyone. Because like, I think in the past I would have been like, fuck that. But now I'm like, I'm just curious. <laughs> what would, it, would, it, would it be that bad? David, we saw you having sex in your bed. Oh, no, no, not like that. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> I thought it's like, they just know what the, I tell them. <laughs> I mean, but they, I don't think no one told them. There's just they like put the, it on the billboard. <laughs> <laughs> We're separated. I mean, for them, think about it. Like it's it's like it's the the sheriff of this town, and technically his wife at the time or her was his deputy, and then she yeah. left. And uh, it's messy. So it's messy, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's weird. It's very strange. But like it's like when to me, it's the weird shit when like some churches know like if their pastor fucking cheats on someone, <laughs> or cheats on their wife or whatever, and I'm just like. 
That's just people talking too much. Exactly. Yeah. But that's the thing. Same thing, right? Small town vibes. I guess, yeah. Small town vibes. She thanks him, letting him know that she ha- she has to make the plane. Uh, she has to make the plane while holding back tears. What a very inconsiderate thing for him to say to her, by the way. A man and his wife are saying their goodbyes. He understands that she can't handle the 30 days of night, promising to not live off of Oreos and Snapples. That sounds like a vibe. <laughs> she chuckles, hugging and kissing him before she's off. Cut to the pack of huskies barking at something they see. Their barks turning into whimpers as someone with a blade kills all of them. Eben pulls up on Bo, who's oh, that man is very intimidating, asking if he has a problem. He's like, you have a problem, shit? <laughs> no, no, I do not, Bo. No, I do not. Continue what you're doing. He's startled before irritatedly mentioning that he can handle it himself. Eben goes to the side of the truck, noticing the oil leaking from the bed, asking if this is if this is for generators, and it is. Eben needing him needing to cite him for it because he he can't allow it to leak into the street. Offended. Bo explains that he doesn't have to cite him or do anything. I actually find this funny because later, like, there's a shit ton of oil that just leaks in the middle of the street. Yeah. I thought it was from this. You thought it was from this? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Hmm. Um, No, just a big-ass oil pipe. Oh, got it. Um, Questioning if they... if that is why they live there for a little bit of freedom. Evan writes a citation, smiling as he leaves, as he leaves, wishing him happy motoring. He heads back to the truck, Billy claiming that Bo isn't so bad, wondering why he went through the trouble to write him up. Evan believes that the citation, that a citation now and then lets him know that he's still a part of this town since he lives all alone on the South Ridge. Like That's that. nice, but yeah. like invite him to stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, it's like, like, you don't have to do it this you way. You have to pay me. Yeah, but like, you're part of the fam that way. Be so. Like, oh, we're having a community gathering. Like, Bo, would you like to come? <laughs> like, you know, that that would be a nice. Or way just give to him a warning. Same sentiment. Right, exactly. Doesn't have to pay it. Helen calls for them on the radio about John John Reese John Reese's dogs. Meanwhile, mm. Stella's trying to catch the last plane out of out of Barrow. Um, or is it Burrow? Borrow, borrow, I don't know, whatever. Before um, <laughs> being hit by a snow tractor by Malachi. Jesus. This when this happened, me. I was like, vampires. <laughs> <laughs> this was scary. This is like the, yeah, this this is a scary looking oh vehicle. He rushes over to her window asking if she's okay. She questions if he uh, she questions if he knows what, what quote unquote the right away means. He apologizes, excusing that the brake is jammed and Eben wanted it back from the airport in the storm. Uh, before the storm. Uh, she remembers that she needs to be at the airport, wondering who is going to take her now. He wonders why Evan isn't doing it. She, she glares at him. He shares that his mom can give her a tow, reminding her that she doesn't move too fast. She uh, continues frantically searching for her phone and back with Evan, dropping off Billy at the station, about to back up, but slams on his brakes. Billy is looking, looking back confused as what happened. A call from Stella. He ponders on it for a moment before answering the call, taking a few moments um, then say, it's me. She smiles, calling out surprise, <laughs> dropping her smile before asking for a ride to the airport. And he was like, man, you better walk. <laughs> he always offended that, that she was in town and she didn't even want to talk. She explains that she had fire marshal work and now she's stuck, needing to make sure she can get to Anchorage in time. Willing to speak to him on the drive, he hops out of the car, calling out to Billy to let him know that Bell, uh, that not Bella Stella. Um, it, I don't know why I corrected that. <laughs> uh, Stella is stuck, and she she needs to ride uh, to the airport, asking if he could if he could get her. Maybe I was thinking of Twilight at that point, so I wrote Bella. 
don't know. Um, he nods. He nods his head and goes for his truck. Coming coming back uh, to the phone, Eben. Or coming back to the phone, Eben lets her know that John uh, John needs him and Billy is going to get her. Asking her if if asking her to let him know when the day comes when she does want to talk. Mm. Man. Anyway, we got the pure carnage of dead dogs at John's place. Jesus Christ. You know, originally I thought they were drinking husky blood. Mm. But, you know, then, right, it's trying to bar any ways of escaping. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they probably partaked. Oh, you think a so? A little bit. They probably just like... Dog <laughs> 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 ah, food. Uh, uh, but... Yeah, no, th- this was definitely for them to rid off every ounce of communication, rid off every ounce of of means of escape, um, you know, r- truly isolate them as much as they possibly can. Um, and that's what's really cool about this, right? Because it's like, it's like a heist. Yeah. And they're getting what's yeah. most valuable for them, which that's is blood. Crazy. And it's going to be a feast because it's 30 days of night. Like how prime take of an opportunity, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. It's a cool idea. I was very curious if they like ever get tired, like just because it's nighttime and you're awake, that doesn't necessarily mean you're not sleepy. You know, the vampires. Yeah, like I'm sure there was moments where they did I, sleep, which think, is why they felt like they can move around a little bit so? more. I always so? assumed vampires only slept during the day because they couldn't do anything else. I assumed it was to recharge their battery so they can get get ready for night because they're just nocturnal. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I just figured just they never like had to, but yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've always thought of that. I, I guess they're just, also considered the undead. Who knows? Yeah. Do you actually need sleep? Yeah, who knows? Because the only time when they moved is when they had the blizzard and they could survive the cold. Right. And they know how to get through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good, good thing I to think really, about. I was just curious. <laughs> Evan goes over to John and Allie. Allie wondering who, uh, who would do this. John explaining that every single dog they had. Mm. Damn. Dude, that would have broke my fucking heart, man. Me too. I, I don't blame the woman. She's like, I'll kill them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't blame you. Evan wondering if he's if he's had a fight with anyone recently. He shakes his head. This was also really sad later, like when we see them again. Like, goddamn. Allie commenting that she'll kill whoever did this. John bringing her in, uh, bringing her in by the shoulder to kiss her head. Evan comments that, that this wasn't done long ago and he'll find them. Back with Stella being picked up by Billy, who's apparently late. She asks where he, where has he been? He explains that he couldn't find his keys and it's, and he's about to continue, but she's like, okay, whatever. This is taking too long. Um, so <laughs> she says, never mind and is ready to leave. At the station, Evan's little brother, Jake, is bored out of his fucking mind playing a board game by himself. And he's like, come on, Grandma Helen. <laughs> Come play with me. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> too bad. <laughs> but she doesn't care for those types of games. Eben walks into the station. She's like, "Well, try your brother." Um, he doesn't. He do- <laughs> he doesn't understand what she's referring to. Jake asking if he would like to play, but he can't. Apologizing to Jake. He his ground. You know, it's actually funny. Jake sounded very much like um, uh, Elijah Wood to me. <laughs> like if I close my eyes and just hear him talk, I was like, "That's Elijah Wood." That's funny. <laughs> Sounded very much like Elijah Wood to me. Uh, his grandmother explains that Carter and Wilson called about there being va- vandalism issues. At this point, I, if I was uh, Eben, I would have been like, "Okay, 
what the fuck is going on? Yeah. yeah. Like this is, this is way this too many coincidences of chaos. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like this is way too many coincidences of chaos. What small the fuck is going on? Right. That's the thing. And that, and that's, that, that's what probably would make Phones me feel still even work more at this weird. point too. I was like, all right, I'm going to call back up like that shit. Yeah. Exactly. Bring a plane back. Your backup flew out of town though. Right. For the yeah. most part. Wait, they can what still happened? call out. They can get reinforcements back in. I guess. Yeah. From like a different town. Yeah. No, the next town was eighty miles away. Eight. Oh, damn. Yeah, the next that's town. Right, was, the next right. town was Wainwright. Yeah, yeah, because Alaska's pretty much a desert. It's just snowing. A snow desert. A snow desert. <laughs> yeah. Full of snow. Yeah. All right. Here you go. Pop quiz. What's the largest desert in the whole world? Uh, the Sahara. Mojave. Antarctica. Uh, <laughs> look at it. No desert. Look it up. <laughs> it's true. Uh, he takes the report, taking her, wanting her to call uh, Point Hope and Wainwright to see if they have in, if they have been having any trouble as well. Stella eventually uh, makes it to the airport, but it's too late. The last bit of light is gone, and the airport is closed for the month. She's frustrated that she's trapped there for a month. Billy trying to make light of the situation, allowing her to stay at at his place, but she exclaims that she can't stay there. And it's just like, well, do you have a choice now? Like, yeah, <laughs> like you, know, just, you know, let's make some lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> he calmly reassures her that it'll work out. The only price to staying at his place is to explain what's wrong with her and Evan. He gets back into his cruiser. She quietly answers that there isn't enough time in the century to cover that. <laughs> mm. I mean, it was more than enough time. Like, it was just like she wanted kids yeah, and he did it. Days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that was really it. Is that like she just was like, all right, if you're not going to be on the same lifestyle plan as me, I don't want to do this with you. You got to figure that, figure that out before though, before you get married. Oh, for fuck. Yeah. Oh, like, come on. Yeah, that, that, yeah, no. That conversation was definitely had when, with Kathleen and I before we got married for yeah. sure. We were just like, are we on the same page? Like, do we want to, like, you know, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want you to waste mine. So, um, that sounds fucked up. But <laughs> Evan goes to the factory meeting, meeting up with Carter and Wilson that they bring him inside the... Uh, we were on the same page. Everybody's okay. Uh, they bring him inside the factory. Evan looking at, the, at some photos of Carter's wife and kids, joking but also seriously asking if his wife can't uh, bring him a sweater and also bring up his family. He said tribe... And that confused the fuck out of me because Carter for sure is indigenous. Like, he's indigenous. Um, so I, I was... Very confused for a hot second. I was like, "Does he mean kids?" Yeah. Like, so I had to, I had to like re, re, uh, I guess redact that to put family up because at first I put tribe and I was like, "Oh, I'm not. I don't think I'm understanding this completely." Um, Carter answers that um, that they'll come. They'll come when they're ready. Before explaining that he has gotten a lot of trash, usually um, able to grab them before the muffin monster <laughs> and choose them up. Uh, Evan doesn't understand, and they take him to the machine that crushes up trash. Wilson showing him a bucket full of his stuff. Carter explaining that she that he saw his helicopter logo, pulling it pulling it out before uh, before it got totally uh, trashed. This machine. I was very happy to see it be used again. Yeah. I'm just yeah, going to say yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? And multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's a lot get... of TikToks now that showed this machine like just crushing random things. Really? Really? Yeah, I feel like it got Ooh, popular nice. again. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Now I'm seeing this. I'm like, oh. How can we get one? Uh, Evan asked Wilson. <laughs> I want a muffin monster. Evan asked Wilson if he, uh, <laughs> I don't know what these are called. 
So I just call it, I just kept yeah. calling them muffin monsters because I don't know what it's called. Machine crushing thing? <laughs> uh, Evan asked Wilson if he, uh, ke- if he keeps his helicopter locked away. Wilson agrees that he does, keeping it on a dry dock when the tourists are headed south. Not looking, um, not looking at it for days before discovering it de- demolished. Complaining on, uh, on that being his life, throwing something into the crushing machine as he angrily questions why someone would do this. Cut to Gus at, uh, at the cell tower, ch- uh, checking on the comms of the town. He hears creaking outside. Irritated by irritated but intrigued, he gets up to see what's going on. The um, the oof, I think I was trying to write lights. Uh, the lights shut off overhead, accompanied by shrieking from outside with window uh, with wind howling. Okay, terrifying. Well, let's talk about this shrieking. Yeah, I wanted to <sighs> talk about this too. Do you think it still holds up? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah, I think it. I think it works. I think it. It's so bone chilling to me. It, yeah, the shrieking is bone chilling, and I think there was a lot of saturation with like noise effects like this. Yes, you know, back a few decades, but they took it a step further by giving them their own language. Yeah, but also because you don't really see it anymore, because people, I would assume, got tired of it. Uh, it's kind of nostalgic to see something like this, yeah. like especially with like something like vampires, because right. you don't really see vampires depicted like this anymore. Yeah, they usually right. hiss. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. yeah, but um, they but, do that too. And it's yeah. scary. Like these yeah, feel like true, yeah. they're really diving into like the 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 batness of like vampires, right? Very true. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the more animalistic side. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I completely agree. I, I, I think I, they I very found that good it. balance of having them animalistic, but also like uh, like a society and actually yes. smart and they actually work together, but yeah. they have that, like they can switch that on and off whenever they want. They're a flock. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bats that flock together. He leaves out of the station, closing the gate behind him, the area covered in snow. Uh, something runs past him. Excuse me. He searches for whatever is out there, looking around with his flashlight. This was so sad because Gus was adorable. Yeah. I was like, no, Gussie. Uh, like, this but, is my job. I'm just trying to be right? here just do like, my thing. It's like, bro, I'm just trying to check the comms. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure shit worked. Before being met with more shrieking as multiple quote-unquote people surround him. Who are you people? <laughs> he cries for them to stop. Asking who they are before one of them slits his throat. And then jumps on his neck, ripping into his flesh as one of them drinks his blood. <laughs> That's the thing I also like about these guys, uh, the vampires, is um, th- the way that they get blood is through incision, mm-hmm. but not from their teeth. Even though their teeth are probably sharp enough, it's like they they need to see it first. Yeah. And then, like, once they see it, like, that's what fuels them to actually grasp on to mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? So, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, you know, another another thing that was kind of similar to something like this. Uh, you, have you guys ever heard of the show The Strain? Have you no. Ever heard of that? It was a Guillermo del Toro produced show hmm. that was on FX. Um, it was okay. It was an okay show. The premise was better than the show. But uh, it's about... Um, this vampiric virus, mm. and um, they were the vampires themselves, like their true form, were these little worms, and they would they would get in your bloodstream and they would turn you into a vampire. So they they were more like parasites. Yeah, and 
they were cool because, uh, <coughs> excuse me, because Guillermo del Toro's vampires. I'm not too sure if anyone's seen Blade Two, but uh, Guillermo del Toro's vampires are like Blade Two uh, because he uh, he obviously he made Blade Two, but <laughs> uh, but um, they have the slit right on their chin. And their chin expands Ooh. open, and their tongue is what's actually their teeth. Oh, damn. Yeah. So that's gnarly. Always been a fan of that. But yeah. Uh, also, when you killed them in the strain, uh, the true form vampires would release. So even though you killed them, you had to also kill the worms. Interesting. Or they will still get you. That's really cool. Yeah, it's, good, it's really, it's a good really idea. cool. It's terrifying. Yeah. The strain was a fun, like a fun concept. Like I said, the concept was better than the actual show. Got it. <laughs> Meanwhile, inside of a of a diner, the stranger the stranger confirms that there uh, there to be no alcohol. I do love the way Ben Foster's j- just acts in yeah. this movie because God damn it, his style, his way he carries himself, his mannerisms—it was so it, scary. He's a really good actor that uses his entire body and yes. expressions into like, the scene. God damn it. The waitress Lucy shares that alcohol is illegal this month. Because folks have a hard enough time in the dark, um, he tells her uh, that to forget the forget about the liquor then wanted a bowl of raw hamburger. She explains that there are only two ways to get meat around there, either frozen or burnt. I was like, well, damn, do you cook anything? (laughs) 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 The fuck? This sounds disgusting. He grabs her by the hand, yanking her toward him. She gasps as he complains about her not bringing him what he wants to eat or drink. And I love the way he says this. You don't want to bring me what I want to eat. You don't want to bring me what I want to drink. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Evan coming into the room, calling him off of Lucy. The stranger lets her go. Evan sits next to him, asking him to step outside so they can have a talk. The stranger asks what, uh, what the problem is for wanting fresh meat. Evan smirks, repeating for him to come outside, standing up and tapping him on the shoulder. The stranger gets in his face, acting tough on him, uh, even though he's like two feet tall. Uh, <laughs> wanting to see that, Stella puts a gun to the back of his head, commenting that she could, she could, uh, she would too, but Lucy would have to clean up after, um, after he gets his ass kicked by, by Evan. That being more trouble than what it's worth. He's tur- he turns around on her, Evan grabbing him and slamming him on the table, handcuffing him as he questions Stella having a gun. Then asking her where she is going to stay since she missed her flight. And he's like, you missed your flight. It's a bummer. That sucks. <laughs> he, he was loving that moment. Yeah, he's he like, he was like, so we could talk. Yeah. We got 30 days. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> she answers that Billy and Peggy are going to keep her in. Um, he tells her that he'll speak to her sometime while, uh, while taking the stranger out out of the diner, she stops him, willing to come to by to say to Jake, uh, or excuse me, willing to come by to say hi to Jake and Ellen. He doesn't respond, leaving out of the diner. She says her goodbyes to Lucy to follow him. Inside the cruiser, they are awkwardly silent as they as they take the stranger to the station. Evan breaking the silence, commenting about not seeing vandalism this bad in a while. Stella jokes um, that he can't take care of this town without her. He doesn't laugh. he does not find that funny at all she continues that malachi told her car he responds um with quote hell of a day end quote which the stranger then tells him just you wait Mm. delivery of his lines it's perfect it's so good it's perfect and we all know ben foster is obviously a fucking amazing actor he doesn't get enough credit no very under under (laughs) underutilized in this movie for sure 
I wouldn't say was underutilized. I would have loved to have seen him do more, but I, I think he was utilized appropriately for what his role was. That's fair. Um, like, I feel like vampire him would, wouldn't have been as much fun. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Ben Foster vampire? I don't know, man. I, I kinda, he could have been the, the like leader the of the pack. And, hmm, I can see it. I don't know, man. I like I like the vampire dude because he looks like yeah, he really looks wise. Too. That the vampire that they chose, yeah. I guess. Uh, what's his he name? Looks like he's from Europe. He does look European, uh, but like in a vampire lore, right? Way. Like, like, yeah, I'm yeah. old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Danny Houston is his Danny name. Houston. Um, he, he he's also an amazing actor as well. I mean, he was yeah, in the, awesome. the Aviator. Um, he he was just in a lot of great shit. Um, but. Yeah, Yellowstone is probably probably most known for Yellowstone, I think. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, Danny Houston, good good actor, like him. But let me go back here really quick. Um, scoop boot doo 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 doo. They lock him up in the cell at the station while Stella says hi and hug Jake and Helen. A quick cut to Denise and two other pipeline workers trying to fuck this girl. Oh what is God. going on? What, one, what is happening? People get bored in 30 days. Just I guess so. The way so. they flirt with each other. Like, like oh, what the shit? turn is it? I don't know. Probably. This was so weird to me. You know? And like, obviously, it's very inappropriate. But be, besides the point, this was just so weird. Like, it felt, it felt off. <laughs> you know what? Does she work there? Or was maybe, she just like walking by? Maybe it's know. a polyamorous relationship. I covered I my know. eyes. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I just think they work with her. I yeah. just think she works there. But anyway, their their name is Gabe and Aaron. Um, they're totally just, they're just like not being subtle about it at all. They're yeah. just like like you're coming over to my place, and mm. she's like, uh-uh. and they're like, well, Rochambeau, uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like, like come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> One of the workers, Gabe, claims that he's going to come back to her house. She smiles that her landlord doesn't want pipeline workers keeping her up all night. And I was like, oh, okay. She was with the shit. Go for it, though. You know, if you went to shit, go for it. Aaron mentions that they could uh, go back to his place. She pushes him to that. Neither of them are getting her alone. And he was like, well, can we get you together? Uh, I was like, Gabe hugging her um, that they don't have to be greedy suggesting suggesting to be good she flirtatiously plays along saying then where's the fun in that Gabe then plays rock paper scissors with Aaron to figure out who's gonna fuck her what yeah. this was so unnecessary 2006 right <laughs> seven. No, seven, this, yeah. seven yeah it's a very on it's brand very on brand with the times yeah. Yeah. I, this definitely was just like ooh. This I'm is totally we, written I'm by God. We moved away from this perception, then went deeper into it, right? Oh, thank God. Because this, this for sure was just like, yeah, this is totally written by a dude and yeah, exactly. by a guy for sure. Yeah. Like, this was so unnecessary. Yep. But I do like what's happening next. Mm hmm. As they are about to start, Gabe is then pulled into the darkness by a shrieking vampire. And the thing I like about this part right here. Is the fact that when he is pulled by this vampire, it feels so grounded. Yeah. Because the vampire isn't like sweeping him away. We could see him get dragged and the vampire is holding him Mm -hmm. by the neck of his jacket. Yeah. And pulling him. And you could see him running still. 
I love that. This movie does that a lot where it's it's not just like a, I'm being pulled into darkness. It's right. Like, you I'm, see the figure. Right. We talk about it being animalistic, right? Like right. they yeah. are actually dragging their prey. Yes. They have power over them. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. it, and it's fast. It's great. brutal. And yeah. They even second guess like, what did we just see? And as us, as the audience, we're exactly in that same position. It's like, did we just see that just happen right, right now? Because they were just mid-conversation. And I love that things just happen in yes. this movie. Um, it comes out of nowhere. And that's realistic. Like, if there was an attack like this, there is no like, oh, let me uh, shriek real loud and warn you before I come. There's no, no tension building. The tension happens after you get shocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then it's quiet for a little while. Right. And then it builds that tension and then it releases it with whatever happens next. Yeah. Well um, yeah so this is a really great scene. It yeah. was cool. Absolutely. I was surprised by it. I was like, damn, this is good. I, that's scary. That's yeah. 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 Uh, by the way, David, you have one more gift that we are giving you oh. as well. Oh. Um, the Chucky doll will be yours. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly would I not declined. be able to. No. I kindly decline. This is why I I'm kindly quitting. decline. I re gift it to the studio. Always think of me. <laughs> As he they talking trust to me, right me now? we will. Uh, as as they uh, are about to start, Gabe. Or excuse me, I already said that. Oh uh, yeah, he was pulling the darkness. Uh, they call out to him from the light, concerned as they continue calling out to him. Gabe is then dropped down from above with his neck slit. Denise gets the fuck out of there, <laughs> leaving Aaron behind. The vampires appearing from behind him. Cut to Evan speaking with the stranger, understanding that he's not from around there, wanting to know how he got there. The stranger doesn't answer. Evan accepting it, letting them know that uh, they have a long time to figure this out since nobody is coming there for a month this cause this causes the stranger to smile as evan gets up and checks uh one of the drawers finding a bag of weed he calls he calls his little brother asking him what it is jake now shall answers oh yeah that's weed um (laughs) (laughs) it helps helen with her cancer helen admits that she did uh she didn't want to tell him not wanting her to get arrested um, which was a, a cute little slide. <laughs> he closes the drawer, understanding why he w- wanted to live with grandma. He's like, all right, whatever, dude. Uh, Jake's uh, claims that it was because he wanted to give him and Stella some privacy. Evan whispers that it worked out. Um, Helen comments about the computer being down. This causes the stranger to open the open back his eyes. Evan tells them uh, that he'll call Gus. And I love this because the stranger just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and it begins it's time. He hands on he uh he heads to the phone, but it is also down. The stranger calls out that uh they are so sweet and helpless against what is coming. Stella claims that he isn't trying to he isn't just trying to freak them out, or claims that he's just trying to freak them out. Jake admits that it's working. Don't ever admit that, bro. You're yeah. about, like, come on. Agreed. Like that's how like what, as soon as you said that, that's when he knew he was like, all right, fuck, I could fucking kill you right now from yep. behind bars. Yep. Edmund explains that they have more important things to work on, uh, wanting to check on Gus. The stranger tells him to, quote, check on Gus. Board the windows. Try to hide. They're coming. <laughs> this time, they're going to take me with them. Honor me for all that I have done. Oh, that's a pretty good impression. That's really good. Yeah. Thank you. Bravo. Oh, thank Before you. Ben Foster, yeah. <laughs> Evan questions who they are as lights cut off uh, in the entire town. The generator automatically turns on as the grid is officially down. The stranger sits up, smiling at them. Evan is going to the cell tower. Jake questioning if they have to stay there with them. 
Zella acknowledges that they'll stay there and keep an eye on him. He instructs them to get Billy over there as soon as the lines are back up, wanting them to stay on the walkie-talkie with him until the power is back on. Eben heads over to the cell tower, noticing that it has been ransacked and damaged. He checks on, he checks on it with his gun at the ready, calling for Gus. No answer. He notices the blood in the snow, following it to a stake with Gus's head. This was the wildest way to pay homage to Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God! Because this is just what he did. Yeah. This is what we what he would would do. Like <laughs> people, you know, like Vlad the Impaler, but I don't think some people like really truly understand how much Vlad the Impaler was that fucking guy. Like he like impaled shit. He impaled <laughs> shit. But I think it was something crazy around like twelve thousand plus people that was like of an army of people just to send a message to the general of the army. Damn. And it was so bad that they have the exact number written down and recorded because they counted. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Vladimir 80,000 people? Guy. What the fuck? 80,000 people? You were looking yeah. up? Don't I you? Said, the very first thing I put, Vlad the Impaler, and then it popped up with like the suggestions and there was kill count. Yeah. Uh, about 80,000 people. Dude was Tens nuts. of thousands killed in total. Vlad is estimated to have killed about 80,000 people through various means. Yeah. He the was, real Dracula was absolutely was vicious. Yeah, man. He was intense. That's in- wow, he wow, was intense. wow. Imagine being that guy. He, yeah. Like, like, like I, I killed 80,000 people. It's just like, like dude. MBD. MBD. I can't see that far. Uh, yeah, man. He, he, I mean, yeah, dude oh. was... And he will fuck great you up. mustache. That was fantastic. <laughs> actually, fantastic great locks mustache. of hair really? as well. Like he, yeah, was, no, he was actually beautiful. known for having like curls. Wow, like really Shit. curly locks. <laughs> like, awesome. Yeah. Um, so supposedly, like he was also like as we we can see, but like he was like a looker. <laughs> um, he doesn't. Jesus. Yeah. Look up the uh, the woman who drank blood. Uh, I forgot her name, but. She was pretty much just as bad as Vlad the Impaler, but she would actually hang people upside down and slit their throat. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, she oh. was whiver. She was intense. Um, uh, Elizabeth Bathory. That sounds Bathory? about right. Look at her picture. She looks normal as shit. <laughs> yeah, let me see. Uh, she's blonde, but, isn't she? No, she's just like no, okay. no, she, she looks hella normal. Yeah, yeah, she just looks what a normie. Wow, what a norm. hell! <laughs> Bloody hell! Yeah, man. We live in a okay time right now. <laughs> like it's still fucked up. Yeah, she like had countless bathing in her virgin victim's blood to retain beauty of youth. Yeah, that's why she looks like a normie. Yeah, it worked. Damn, uh, Eli Roth reenacted that in Hostel too. I saw it. He he speeds he speeds through town, speaking through the uh, the car speaker, wanting everyone to stay in their homes, lock their doors, and load their firearms, telling all the town folk that this isn't a drill. He stops in front of a group of people, uh, singling out Frank and Michelle, asking if their generator, which I'm going to refer to as a Jenny because they he referred to it as Jenny, is running. <laughs> They nod their head, instructing everyone with the Jenny to uh, go home. Those without one should meet up at the diner. Frank heard, hears gunshots, or heard gunshots, um, wanting to know what's going on, but Evan doesn't know. Instructing them to go home, willing to let them all let them know when he finds out. Cut to John nervously sitting in front of the TV with his gun uh, gun on the table. His wife, his wife Allie, mentions f- uh, for them to just have dinner. He doesn't answer her. She pleads for him to as he continues sitting in front of the TV with tears in his eyes. I was like, damn, like. 
those were probably their kids. Yeah. Right? Like those dogs. Man. Mm. They are startled by someone jumping through their window. <laughs> she screams. As John runs up to help her, she, seeing her get dragged through the window. This Can is, I see which this, vampire it is, please? Um, the one that jumps through the window. It's uh, the second ball. It's the bald motherfucker. Yeah. It's the bald dude, right? Yeah. Okay, that's Arvin. They okay. all have names. So is it, it the bald one? It's the bald one. That's yes. They don't so, really show it, but you can tell it's This him. scene is gnarly. This dude. scene is nuts. I love that he pulls her under the house. And this is the <laughs> first scene you can actually see the attack fully all the way through. Yeah. And nothing gets like not shown. What I would have loved though, I gotta say, and maybe you two will disagree with me, but uh, I, I I think it would have been so cool if like cause she drags her under the house and it's just so darkness. Great. And I wanted him to just like peer out. No, execute the kill there. Oh, that would have been great. And like, because he goes just through commit. house to house. Yeah. yeah. Just, but like, almost to fuck with, what is it, John? John. Yeah, because uh, he's looking in, trying to save her, but he can't see anything. And it's oh. just like, imagine just like right in front of him, just fucking in the darkness, like killing her. Yeah. Damn. Well, also too, we have to take into consideration too, and this is, this is the, the one thing I like to point out as well. They're obviously very smart. Yeah. Right. But they're also cautious. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, you know, yeah. um, right now... They don't give a fuck, but they give a fuck. <laughs> right. Like, right now, they don't know what to expect from these group of people. Right, right. Good point. So right now, they're they're kind of testing out the waters. Yeah. And seeing how much they can get it's away with. It's literally hit and run of, like, I can jump through your window, grab exactly. you, pull you out, and... Right. And they're kind of testing out the waters, just testing things out, to, to, you know, to make sure. But after that happens, we hear um, the leader, Marlow is his name, uh, which I thought was a great homage to Salem's Lot, which his name was Barlow. But um, for Marlow, um, you have this, this thing where he tells him, he's just like, don't turn them, you know, cut their heads off. Oh. And, and it's because, probably because of Arvin, yeah. he slashed him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck, my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry about that dog <laughs> uh, she screams for her husband as she dr- as she's dragged underneath the house he screams stopping for a moment he looks underneath the house his face slashed by the vampire Arvin continuing to kidnap his wife sliding underneath house to house which also looked great and just she, she was just helpless yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Hopeless being slid under her house with like ease. Another slash to his leg, causing him to fall to the ground. He grabs Allie, but he's not able to keep a hold on her as she she's dragged further underneath. Back with the strangers um, staring at Stella, Jake, and Helen um, commenting that there's, quote, no way out of the town, no one to come help, end quote. Jake tells him to shut up. He goes, shut up. <laughs> Helen, <laughs> shut your mouth, sir. Helen demands him to ignore him. The stranger continues antagonizing, um, knowing that he can feel it, mentioning that the cold isn't the isn't the weather, that being death that's approaching. They all begin listening to him as he continues wondering who they are going to take first. Stella, who he believes is a gu- um, believes a gun will help her, Jake or Helen, and he doesn't refer to them by their names he says meaner things yeah. but yeah jake yells for him to shut up as he throws a piece of of a piece of plastic or a piece to the board game um inside the cell the stranger quote-unquote using this as leverage uh to get jake to come over to him claiming that he's like oh look 
a piece of plastic. <laughs> I lock the cell with this. Oh, man. No, you can't. <laughs> Jake runs over to get the piece back. Stella and Helen yelling for him to come back, knowing that he can't do that. He grabs Jake, choking him from behind the bar. Like, you know, just 15-year-old action. You know, there's definitely a 15 year old brain right here. Definitely 15 year old brain. I probably would have done the same. I don't. I don't know what. I, I guess I don't remember what it was like to be 15, 16. I know I was probably not as smart as I. <laughs> oh, definitely not. Yeah, I was a dummy. I was a dummy. <laughs> I would have probably been like, "Oh shit, you could do that." Oh, I'd never watch <laughs> cops. Uh, you know, at this time. You know, 60 days in the show, it wasn't out that this time. <laughs> Evan comes in, <laughs> excuse me, Evan comes in uh, in that joint and shoots him in the arm. Because the way he choked him was actually really, really scary. Yeah, I thought he was going to slash his throat. It's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, telling Helen uh, to get the first aid kit. <laughs> you know what would have actually been funny? What if he would have like tried to pick the lock with the with the plastic piece? And they're just <laughs> like watching him and just like waiting. Like you're in a police station. Just have a gun ready. You know what I'm saying? Just be like, exactly. I would like to see you try. Yeah. <laughs> he goes inside uh inside the cell, handcuffing the stranger to the bar as um as he whimpers and cries. <coughs> Excuse me. He yells uh that it is time to talk with demanding him to tell him who uh, who he is there with, wanting to know who did this to Gus. The stranger comments that he's he's a dead man as Evan yells, wanting to know where they are. The stranger claiming that he doesn't talk to dead men, yelling it in his face. Evan claims that he if he's dead, then no one lets him loose from there. You're like, mm, we'll see about that. <laughs> uh, the stranger yells that they are all dead as Evan frustrated... Uh, as Evan frustratedly gets back up and walks over to his family, Helen is is willing to uh, patch him up and then call um, Doctor Miller. He tells her no, um, and also the phones aren't working. Um, and for her to wait for the power to come back on to call uh, to call her because he doesn't deserve anything until then. Ooh, he mad. He sits down, letting them know that Billy and him will work their way through the South Street to, uh, to the pipeline, knowing that his friends uh, won't have many places to hide. Now, Billy lives right across the street from the station. Why didn't we just, like, go to him at all? It's a good question. Just saying. Yeah. Stella is willing to, uh, willing to join him. But he claims that they've, that they got it. She explains that, that her, uh, she, she explains that her, Billy, and him are the, <coughs> excuse me, are the authorities, and it would be dumb not to, uh, not to take more help. Helen admits that, uh, they'll be fine since they have walkie talkies. He gets, he gets up telling, telling her where the taser is and for her to, to use it if the stranger g- gives her any trouble, wanting Stella to drive. Cut to them driving down the road, Evan demanding Stella to stop the car. She does so. He gets out of the car thinking that he saw something. A loud shriek from down the way rings out in the cold, dark air. He aims his gun as she, as she uses the binoculars to get, get a better look, demanding him to get back in, uh, get back inside the truck. <laughs> So she just saw some fucking dude running towards <laughs> them. She's like, get back in the truck. Oh, this dude's running towards us. Like, we need to go. Um, they run back inside the truck. She immediately turns around. One of the vampires jumps on the top of the car, banging on the roof. Evan shoots at the roof, hitting the creature, causing it to briefly shriek as it immediately starts going back to banging on the roof. 
cell slams on the brakes, causing it to roll off the roof. Whew. Okay, so we obviously classified that they're very fast. Yeah, yeah very quick. It's a cool we moment. really got to see how fast they are. Yeah, it's a cool moment for these characters, too, because uh, it's their first time seeing something inhuman, right? Like, right. like right. you can't explain, like, someone hopping on their truck while they're driving. Getting shot and then still going at it. Exactly. Still trying to attack or them. even having a scream like that. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's like the validation... <laughs> They needed yeah. to realize like some fucked up shit is happening. Yeah, yeah, truly. They head back into the city, seeing some of the cars lit on fire. A gunshot rings. Evan wanted to know where it came from. They hear Helen crying for uh, for help on the radio. They make it back into the station uh, w- with the guns drawn. Evan calls for Jake and Helen, finding a pool of blood on the floor and splatter on the walls. He heads he heads over toward the stranger, who somberly comments that they didn't take him. And he was very bummed. I was bummed for him. I was like, man, that actually kind of sucks. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Evan questions on who who they did take. The stranger repeats it. Um, he sits across from the stranger asking if they took his brother. The stranger answers in silence. Evan is about to cry, but the stranger wants him to kill him. He's going to, but Stella calls calls for him to look, to look at her, which snaps him out of it. They leave out of the station. Meanwhile, a group of vampires walk toward the town to begin their hunt. The leader speaking in a foreign language for them to remove the heads from the bodies. And I love the language. It's like, I, like it's like half like half language to their little shrieks to their little growls, um, but it's so cool because it also has like this like cl- kind of this back click in the back of their throat as well. Um, but it, and it also the way they do it is like a whisper, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just fuck, calm and collected. Yeah. yeah, you know, like they. They don't. They very rarely like lost their cool. It was only that one time where uh, Eben allows them to lose their cool, uh, which I also one of my favorite scenes in this movie as well. Because um, I love a good chase scene. You know what I'm saying? Not one of the humans uh, to be turned, celebrating that they should have come there ages ago. Oh, dude. Mm. <sighs> yeah. It like David said. This is such a smart concept. Mm-hmm. Such a smart concept for a vampire movie. Yeah. And if they ever do this again, like officially, I will line up to see this movie immediately. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Denise makes it to the diner with any with many of the others, Jake included. She questions what they are, Wilson answering that they don't know. His senile father calls out to him wanting to go home. Wilson calls him calm calms him down as Doug co- uh, comments about shooting them. Yet they still they uh, still come. Carter, not knowing how that is possible, Doug blaming that they are on drugs and they don't feel anything. I think it says PCP or something. Um, Sharon, that they killed every sled, sled dog in town. Denise adding that they got Aaron and Gabe. Jake adding that they killed his grandmother. Mm. Damn. Inside uh, Jeannie's home, she she fires a shot at the lead vampire, Marlo, crying when it connects and doesn't phase him. One of the female vampires confidently goes over to her and snaps her wrist as she drops her to the ground. Shit was brutal. Adam points the gun at um, at her as Marlo throws the furniture out of the way to approach him. He throws the gun out of Adam's, Adam's hand, picking him up by the neck, speaking in his language that, quote, there's no escape, no hope, only hunger and pain. Hmm. Oh, fuck. He grabs a fire poker 
jamming it into his side so deep that it not only causes him to scream, but it causes his wife to simultaneously scream with him. And her scream was so blood curdling. Mm-hmm. Like it's still one of my favorite screams in horror till this day. And I like yeah. I, to me, her scream is so unmatched. The only other person I know who could scream like this woman. Samara Weaving. Samara fucking. That's <laughs> the only other fucking person I can know because this woman was a banshee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Marlo yeah. growls as the female vampire shrieks for his attention. He cues her to go in for the kill. She chomps down on her neck. He spins the record. Oh, that's another guy. Yeah, it's this. also so deep that he stuck it through the fucking wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it shows yeah. that they're super extra think, strong. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. You didn't realize that? Yeah, yeah dude is stuck on the wall. Yeah. Like, he, he fucking Michael Myers is ass. Shit. <laughs> uh, he spins the record, placing his finger on it and opening his mouth, causing his minions to all scream as they all are just fucking living right now. Goddamn, before we talk about this next scene, which is perfection, cinema perfection, the trailer for this movie, I remember it like it was yesterday. They have this moment of him spinning the record in the trailer, but the way that it's cut, it cuts to the music of the trailer. That's cool. And I thought it was so fucking That's well awesome. done. That's cool. Yeah. Oh my God. But it's so eerie. Damn, this movie rules, dude. The uh, makeup and design of the vampires are Fantastic. so good, too. The long nails, the black eyes. It's everything. very simple. Yeah. Right? Simplistic, it's pale but skin. effective. Um, one it thing we, we didn't... It does. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, one thing we didn't mention, though, was um, their, their, we, we did mention the, the black eyes, but some of them have slits. Like their eyes are like slightly like yeah. moved up, like kind of like alienated a like little bats. bit. Oh yeah, yeah kind of like bats. Yeah, I think of Lost Boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're like their eyes are just kind of up and like I don't know. They the best way I can explain it is they look like the I don't know if you guys are fans of System of a Down. Um, uh, you, uh, do you remember the music S-O-A-D? video to um, uh, Aerials? I don't. No? Okay. Well, there's like a little alien-looking kid in Aerials. Oh, really? And, yeah. Uh, let me just go music video. This kid. They kind of look like him. Like, their eyes are, oh. like, kind of elongated and kind of slightly upward um, and things like that. But, uh, yeah. Life is a waterfall. Uh, hell breaks <laughs> loose as they all run through their town, picking the town folk off one by fucking one. Yes, baby. This definitely was brought back when I was thinking of the last episode of that <laughs> show that we were talking about earlier. I'm sorry. It's been a fucking year. So I'm just going to say it. Midnight fucking mass. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> what? There's vampires in there? What? I thought it was a religious show. <laughs> <laughs> it is a it is pure chaos as people are being ripped from their homes, Such cars, into the street to be eaten and ripped to shreds. One final shriek from the vampire to showcase the carnage from an amazing overhead shot. Oh, cinema. Truly. Truly. It it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. There's so much going on. There's gunshots going on. There's fires. There's and when you watch it slashing. over and over and over again, like you Dude, you pick is... up something new each fucking oh, yeah. time. This is literally a guy going hand ripping someone to shreds. Yes, like, I think what's really cool about this it's it's like 
such a devastating moment for the people of this town, but it's oh, like yeah. for the vampires, this is oh, it's bliss. peak. Yeah, right, peak they're bliss. Like, they're going nuts. This like, is we're the eating gr- boys. It's the buffet. <laughs> it's the greatest <laughs> moment <laughs> that they get to experience in their undead lives. For yeah. real. And people yeah. are just running in all directions. This they don't know where to go. Is great. It is fantastic. Fantastic, and I do yeah. not think this is talked about enough in conversations when it talks about some of the scariest films in horror because this rules. This one in it particular bugs. is just—it's so mind-boggling good. And as the words as David just said, it fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Stella and Evan uh, making it inside the diner. He immediately cuts the light out, um, checking the payphone, but it is also down. He notices Jake in the corner calling out to him, which what, Jake's staring at him. I'm like, Evan! Like, <laughs> <laughs> they hug as everyone wants to know uh, who all who all of these people are and what do they want. Evan assures them that they f- that they will find find that out once they're all safe. Carter mentions there being a generator at the Utilidor. Eben rebuttals that they need a place closer to hide right at this moment. Denise suggests Charlie's attic, which has a pull-down ladder that can't really that you can't really see. Stellan um, knows that he mu- he most likely boarded it up uh, boarded up the home before he left. He finds that to be a good idea, willing to break it down just to um, board it up again. He moves Carter, whispering instructions for him to lead everyone as close to the buildings as possible, wanting him to roll underneath crawl spaces if, um, if he hears anything, needing him to go straight to Charlie's attic, willing to meet them there. Uh, Carter asks w- about what his plans are to Excuse me. Carter asks about what he plans to do. Evan shares that he's going to load up on a bunch of bear traps and flares. Let's go, baby. Stella uh, wants to come with him. He allows it. He's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, I love you, but we still need to talk. So, yeah, come on. (laughs) Uh, They're off speeding through the town before uh, being forced to stop. Stella tries to floor it, but the vampires lift the car and force the door open. This was insane. Like, wow. Evan is able to get a shot off of bursting through one's head before Marlo smacks the gun out of his hand. I love the the name that Marlo gives him, the one who fights. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah that's cool. He was like, ah, oh, the one who fights. Uh, the vampire, uh, the vampires continue lifting the car and tilting it over and not sideways, but up ways. Like, it yeah, was, yeah. that was yeah. crazy. Reaching inside to grab both of them out of there, Bo then rams a shit ton of them. Eben yells for Stella to get out of there as Bo backs up to wait for them. She runs over to the bulldozing truck. Eben fights his way out out of the struggle. Marlo and the others watching as they drive by. Inside the truck, Bo asks what's going on. They don't know, but they have a place to go. Stella, Eben, and Bo sneak around the house to Charlie's. Where did he put the bulldozer? (laughs) <laughs> somewhere random yeah maybe Bo is able to get uh, get the door open enough for them to sneak inside Eben scales the ceiling searching for the opening finding it uh, um, commenting about it being well hidden as Bo comes into the room uh, with w- working walkie talkies they hear a fire sound um, they hear a fire sound off in the distance, bracing themselves before heading upstairs. He pulls the he pulls the string down, waiting for someone to appear. Carter cautiously pops his head. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> relieved to see them. The town is desolate as another scream rings out. The few 
the few are are inside the attic silently re, uh, reacting to every scream, gunshot, and shriek that they hear. Jake telling the, the group that he saw them feed on Helen, claiming that they are like vampires. Still every rebuttals that, th- that they don't exist. Like At you, this point, w- come on. One lifted yeah. your car up. Yeah. One. Not multiple. One lifted yeah. your car up. How are you, what are you that talking grounded? about? You can't be that grounded in reality where no. after seeing stuff like that. Come on. What ran on top of your car? Yeah, <laughs> like come on, Doug. Um, adding that uh, that they don't fall when they sh- when they you shoot them. Bo claims that he doesn't either. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> okay, I believe you. <laughs> Not wanting to entertain this, Evan doesn't give a shit what they are. Wondering what they are doing. Mm. What what are they going to do? Leading them to sleep in shifts, rationing food, and figure out the next steps. Them having two advantages, knowing the town and cold. Living there for a reason, because nobody else can. Fair enough. enough. Sure. I wouldn't live there. I would not live there. (laughs) Meanwhile, meanwhile, the stranger is still handcuffed at the station. Marlo comes back, back home. Uh, or excuse me, Marlo comes back to him. Uh, he begins to whimper as he looks up to Marlo, speaking that he did what he asked, dropping down his, uh, to his face, letting him know that, that they will take care of him. He caresses the stranger's cheek as he cries, continuing about, about the things humans believe, snapping his neck and then ripping his head off. <laughs> Definitely just in it for themselves for sure, right? Yeah. Back inside the attic, Stella mentioning that uh, that it was good that Evan didn't want kids. Um, wait, you know what was funny though? That was probably the dumbest thing that the that the vampires did. I wouldn't have changed him, but you got to go to the next town. You got to do all this over. Mm-hmm. Like we're just gonna do it at night, I guess. But you could have just used them again. That's true. And be like, That's true. like not this time. But the next town, we got you. I'm pretty sure you. with him, his character, I think he's the one that killed the dogs. He did. Yeah. Yeah, because it was still daylight. Yeah. He's the one that got the cell phones. Well, yeah. He did all happened the... already. So technically For the dogs? Yeah. So no, he, 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 definitely, last... he definitely killed yeah, the dogs. Yeah, but you can tell knife. it's a human with the knife. Right. The right. Yeah, because yeah. would the vampires wouldn't need a knife. Right. No. Yeah, they would have... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like? <laughs> Creepy pasta. Uh, Wilson's dad, Isaac, wakes up uh, crying, crying for his wife. Wilson shushes him as Lucy Aww. comes up to him, mentioning that his mom died a long time ago. She shushes him back to sleep. Wilson thanking her. They they hear crashing downstairs. Stella peeks through a slit of a uh, slit in the paper covering the window, sharing mm. that they are ransacking the Clark's place, tearing through everyone's home. Doug comments about them needing to move. Evan frustratedly asks when a good time would that be. Lucy answers that now is, is while they have the strength. Stella consider Okay, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll never ask you for advice again. Stella considers, <laughs> considers it suicide since they don't have a way to stop them yet. Doug thinks... Uh, thinks Excuse me. Doug thinks that them staying there is still still just as bad. Willing to take his chances, running. He's speaking as he's speaking louder, which yeah didn't work out too great. <laughs> they all shush him um, back down to a whisper. <laughs> Lucy also telling him to sit back down. Jake gets in his face, questioning Doug's belief of risking Lucy or Denise or Denise's life. But it's okay as long as he has a chance. He tussles with Jake. 
15 year old boy um eben and Bo pushes him down to the ground Bo calling him stupid and eben letting him letting him know that a fight will get them killed a lot faster i love how Bo says like you're stupid <laughs> <laughs> Big dummy. <laughs> they all take a moment, Eben uh, coming up with a plan for them to hit up the general store for supplies before they head to the Utilidor. Knowing that they won't make it there without cover, but if they go there, they'll be able to last the month, being ready for the next blizzard. Day seven. The town is dead. Kristen outside yelling for somebody to help them as the vampires run on the roofs next to her. The crew inside the attic hear her looking through the slit. Carter wanting to uh, Carter wanting to get her in there before they find her. Evan tells him to wait, wanting him to look at the rooftops behind her, knowing that they are using Kristen as bait. Kirsten cries as she holds her arm and walks around the, around a corner as the vampire Arvin is standing in her way. God, he's so fucking scary. <laughs> yeah. He's so fucking scary. And I think it's because of the, like, the, his blood stains on his mouth look scarier than everyone else's to me. Oh, for sure. Like, it looks like a beard, <laughs> but it's just like, that's not a beard, it's blood. Like, he, yeah. Yeah, like, that's scary. Like, dude, yeah. he, like... And he has, like, also black eyes, but you can see red tint in them as well. Yeah. So it's, like, blood-hungry red eyes. He's scary. And there's blood all over his face. Like, he's been feasting. And it's been, like, recent blood, too. He also smiles a lot. Yeah. yeah. He smiles That's and growls. Is, right? and like, he's the one that kind of low-key plays with his food. No, for sure. Yeah. He's having fun. He's having fun. He's having fun. The hunt. Growling at her, she pleads for him that she tried and thinking that there isn't anyone left. Marlo touches his, sh- touches his shoulder to call him off as he approaches her. She drops to the ground as she pleads for God. Oh my God, my fucking favorite other uh, scene the as line. well. Yeah. He questions God. <laughs> Looking he like up at up. the sky, yeah. shaking his head to look back down at her. No God. Oh. <laughs> he's like gave it a chance. He's like looking around, like, oh, where is he? <laughs> oh. Yeah, no God. I love shit like lie, that. Dude. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Chills, man. Yeah, he like looks up for like a hot second. Like, all right, let me give you a chance. Giving her a chance. Looks back down. And he just looks down at her. Yeah. And, he, and like in a very like kind of like, like somber I, I, tone. I'm sorry to tell no you, God. no God, no God. Evan runs on the side of the house, standing back up where it, when he hears John's voice. He doesn't see anyone, thinking that he just he's just hearing things before his name is called louder. Seeing John underneath the house, Evan motions for him to stay there and, and that he'll come to him. John moves back underneath. Kirsten continues to whimper as they all surround her. Arvin shrieking as he slices her arm and the female vampire throws her to the ground. I didn't quite figure out her name, the female vampire, but I think her name was, um, I think it started with an N, maybe? Um, she was also a very interesting one. Uh, she was like his girl. Like, that was yeah, his boo. for sure. Um, I think her name was Anika, because they all have names. Because we have Zuriel, Arvin, Archibald, Heron, Don, Khan, Edgar, Stragogi, Seth, Inika, uh, Kali, Cicero, and and Daron, or Daron, something like that. But Zuriel is supposedly like the right hand of Marlowe. Interesting. And Arvin is like fucking, he's like that soldier that's just always ready for action. (laughs) But yeah. It's, they're interesting for sure. 
Anyway, Evan runs on the side of the house. I read all that. Um, seeing John underneath the house, John moves back underneath. Kirsten continues to whimper as they all surround her, Arvin Trigan, yada, 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 um, as a female grabber. They all have a turn slashing at her as Evan Ooh. watches. Arvin grabs her and then takes a bite out of her. I thought he was going to headbutt her first. <laughs> he looked like he was yeah, <laughs> he screams. Her screams, cutting to Jake, um, commenting about knowing her his whole life. Bo tells them that he's going out there. Doug, not understanding why they are waiting for Evan, wanting to go out there and make a run for it while they while they are distracted. Stella shushes them. Bo, knowing that he could kill these things, Doug comments that they can they can die in there, and that Evan doesn't know what he's doing. Wanting Stella to move out of the way, she tries to convince Bo to stay there, knowing that they need him there. He calms down and agrees on staying, cuts to Evan running across the street to make it over to John. He makes it over, panting as he drops down to, uh, drops down to the ground to speak to John, asking him how long he's been underneath there. He responds that uh, he isn't sure, and he's like, not sure. Eben asks about Allie. John answers in two-worded sentences that, uh, that took Allie and... Uh, couldn't follow. So we're, we're starting to get the understanding that, okay, as they transition into vampires, they are also losing their language. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, And it's cool because it's like you wouldn't think it's one or the other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's It's like, it's interesting. It's like as soon as they're turned, they're just completely indoctrinated. Yeah. Like they understand the language. They know how to speak it. Um even though Marlo's the only one that actually can speak. Mm-hmm. Everyone else kind of grunts and growls and yeah. shrieks. Yeah. But Marlo is the only one who actually speaks the language. Kind of uh, shows that power, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Eben wonders if he's okay. John's leg hurt. Legs hurt. Excuse me. John's leg hurts. Eben explains that he knows a safe place, willing to pull him out, telling him to stay quiet. He pulls John out and he mentions that he's so hungry. Eben places him on the wall, letting him know mm. that he's going to get him something to eat. John looks at Eben. He quickly moves out of the way when he real no, start, when he notices that John has officially turned or is in the process of turning. And he's just like, "Whoa, your eyes!" <laughs> Not understanding what happened to him, he moves back as John follows him. He falls to the ground, calling for Eben to help him back up. He does so. John's staring at him for a moment before trying to bite him. Eben pushes him off, falling to the ground, John running up to, to him, causing Eben to pull out his gun, pointing it at him, demanding him to stay back. He screeches as he continues trying to get Eben, but coming tangled in the swing set, Eben grabs an axe and <laughs> swings at his head. John is still up, about to shriek again. Eben continues hacking at him until his head falls off, leaving John hanging, hang, uh, hanging tangled in the swing set. This is great <laughs> mainly because of the fact that we get a true grounded sense of how it seems like it would be to hack someone's head off yeah really yeah it's like it's not it's, it's not like, one swing exactly it's definitely not one swing Ugh. um which is terrifying to think about yeah but. i was about to comment on that like it's it's moments like these in films where i i i have a moment an intrusive thought where i'm like Dang, yeah, how would it feel like to... And then I'm like, okay, just stop. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, we'll end it there. We'll end it there. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 great though because it does it does showcase how grounded this film tried to be and yeah. get away from the more graphic novel stuff. Granted, I do agree with Freddie that the ending 
is very comic booky. It the is. ending is very much a comic book at that point. Um and it does get a little silly. But um it's still fun. But it doesn't fit the rest of the tone of the film. Yeah. As much that, I as I think that was my biggest gripe. It's like yeah. this is coming out of nowhere. Right. It's very accurate. Yeah. 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 For, for him to be like, I'm just gonna infuse this blow with me. And I'm that's the turn. thing too. We don't yeah, really a have a, a clear indication of how long it does take for someone to turn, right? Because this is what they said day seven, and we saw day one where he's the one that got right. slashed. He got slashed. It's like what? It took you six days to like turn. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, like, you inject different. blood. It's like an hour, <laughs> and you're in. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I guess for for his thought process though, he he said that so and so was bit, and so and so because I think Billy was. Billy turned pretty fast too, right? I think so. So there's a little bit of an inconsistency yeah. in how fast yeah. people turn. Because like, which I, is fine. I guess but... it depends how. Like, right? Because like, right, I guess if you go straight, blood straight into his bloodstream, right. so that that makes more sense. But yeah, yeah. We'll I don't know. It's it's interesting, but I agree. I, I agree that that's that's where it totally doesn't fit the rest of the film. Evan makes it back inside the house, falling down, falling down on the floor, trying to breathe. Bo and Stella come downstairs, worried about him, noticing the blood. He continues wheezing, Stella understanding that he can't breathe, even though he claims that, it, that he's okay. She asks for his inhaler, but he lost it. She holds his hand, trying to get, uh, get him through his asthma attack. Through wheezes, he explains that John became one of the vampires. Meanwhile, Marlo and one of the others find John's headless corpse. He checks John's teeth, looking around and surveying the area for wh- where they might be hiding stella continues peeking out of the window looking over at evan sleeping before looking back outside <clears throat> when i first saw like her looking back i thought a vampire is going to be like right there <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad it wasn't but yeah. still isaac then wakes up confused trying to quietly escape from the attic hmm. he's not too subtle about it but like i like how he kind of escapes when he sees her. He's like, oh. <laughs> he's like, tries to run away. <laughs> she looks back at him, calling, calling to him, but he hurries downstairs. She follows him as he loudly claims that he's walking Wainwright. Uh, she shushes him, uh, whispering that it that it is eighty miles away and there's no way to get there. Wilson quickly comes downstairs. Isaac continuing to speak in a normal tone, calling for him to come down there, wanting him to also bring his mother. He's like, Wilson, grab your mother. Wilson stops him, Stella trying to tell him that he'll die if he goes out there, but he isn't sh- he isn't so sure about that, thinking that he'll die if he stays there. His son tries to calm him down, shushing him in the process, Isaac begins to cry, apologizing for it. She offers for him uh, for them to go back upstairs, but he asks if he could use the bathroom. She allows him to go, reminding him not to flush. Wilson um Helps him helps him into the bathroom, closing the door behind him, sitting on the stairs across from Stella, trying to make conversation. She uh, questions about them making it making it this long. He breaks down her chipper mood, reminding her that every day they they need more food and they'll be back. They're interrupted by clattering from the bathroom. They go to check on him and the door locked from the inside. Wilson calls to his dad, ready to break the door down. Stella stopping him and reminding him that they can they can't make any noise. They are about, they are able to unlock the door and the window is left open at, with Isaac gone. She tries to stop him, but Wilson wants to go for his dad. She tries she tries again, but he pushes her off of him, causing her to hit her head on the chair. He doesn't decide to go back though. Instead, he leaves out of the house. At least he closes the door. <laughs> yeah. I would have just let him go. Yeah, honestly. Like, 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 like alright, dude, like, just be, be, try your best to be careful. Yeah. You know, like, if you're, if we're still here, 
you, all right, come up, come into the attic. If we're not here, you know what the plan is. We were meeting at the general store. Yeah, I agree. So like, I'm just like, all right, dude. Yeah, get your get your dad. Go for it. If you die, it was a pleasure knowing you. <laughs> the, the sound while waking up, uh, the sound waking up, Eben. Stella slowly gets back up as he comes down the stairs with an axe, asking asking her what happened. She explains that Isaac went to Wayne went to Wayne Wright and Wilson went to find him. It would have been funny if he was like, "What the fuck, Wayne Wright? Like, what do you mean he went to Wayne Wright? Like, like, <laughs> like, Wayne. like how the fuck? How did he do that?" He asks how long she's been down there, but uh, the the uh, conversation is cut short when they hear clattering from outside. He shushes her, and they head inside the bathroom to hide from Arvin. He enters the house, mm. sniffing around to, um, to follow the, their scent toward the bathroom. And I love how he gathers the scent and how excited he gets. He's mm-hmm. like, ah! Yeah. And he's like on his way to that fucking bathroom, just like eager, <laughs> wet behind the ears, if you will. Um, <laughs> he, he, um, Eben and Stella waiting for him to enter, but his attention is turned to Wilson screaming for his dad outside. Arvin hisses as he heads out of the door. Wilson whispers for his dad running out in the cold. His whispers turn into yells as he calls for his dad, his dad, which causes him to get snatched right the fuck up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Back inside the attic, Eben cl- um, closes up the hatch. Sitting next to Stella, she's upset that she didn't fight harder to keep Wilson there. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Not that funny, but <laughs> it would have been funny if Isaac made it to fucking Wainwright. That would be, yeah. Uh... And you're just like, I'm just waiting for Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> we don't see him again, huh? Nah. He made it. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Sure. He no, made it. I think yeah. he died in the blizzard, but yeah. I'm just going to say that I'm just going to be with y'all. Yeah, he made it. He made it. With the use of his imagination. <laughs> he rebuttals on, on that being hard since his family was at stake, staring yeah. staring at her, adding, quote, the things you do to save your own, end quote. She questions if they were like that once. Um, he was like, yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> everyone else wakes up to loud banging overhead on the roof. They brace themselves as Eben goes to look look through the paper on on the window, closing it, see, um, sighing that it uh, it is gone and sharing that it is snowing now. Them needing to move when it's safe enough. The wind howls as the group all trek through the violent storm. They make it to the general store, Eben checking if the coast is clear, quickly shining the light and motioning them to come inside, instructing everyone on which supplies to grab and for uh, for them to meet back there in two minutes. They hustle to grab all of what they can, Eben making sure to grab an inhaler, taking it right then and there. Doug and Denise are grabbing food. He comments about um, promising his wife that he, would, he wouldn't live off of Oreos <laughs> while she was gone. She tells him that she'll uh, she'll probably cut him some slack. They hear a man groaning. <coughs> Excuse me. He shushes her. Everyone eventually um, starts hearing the man coughing and whimpering. They follow the noise, finding that there's a little girl that that has uh, turned. She comments that I'm done playing with this one. <laughs> I do not like this. Scene. Okay, I'm I didn't like so that relieved line. to hear you I guys. do not like yeah. this scene. That's because it was so like childlike voice to be a childlike voice. I'm done playing with this one. It was it's like, so well, unnecessary. Some people lose their speech. Some people keep their speech. So sure. lame. It felt like the ob- 
obligatory little scary Kid. girl. Right. Like, like just in girl. case you didn't know this was a child. Yeah. Like, we, we gotta bring it on in and make her talk. And that was another thing that was interesting is that, like, she talked in English, like, perfect oh. sentences. Oh, yeah, yeah. Perfect that, like, little girl English. No sense. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, like this, this doesn't really fit the tone of the movie as well. Um, the suits out of this scene. What the suits? Oh, for sure. Scene. Oh yeah. This this feels like a just a shoehorn in. Yeah. Because um, for me, this scene would have probably worked a lot better if it would have been Arvin. Yeah. If Arvin would have been in there, just heard like doing weird noises. Yeah. And not like oh yeah, just heard just voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like clicking and, and, and just doing her fucking thing, shrieks and all that stuff. But um yeah, I'm not a fan of this scene. I, I this is my least favorite scene in this movie. I agree. Um but yeah. I'm glad that you two are on the same page. Yeah, yeah, for sure. She comments that she's done playing with this one as she turns around asking if they would want to play with her now. Uh, shrieking at them and causing them to run back toward the front, leaving the girl standing there growling. Um <laughs> <laughs> And no one else hears this. <laughs> like it's like Evans like, comes up. He's just like, "What? What's going on?" It's like, like, you know, you didn't that hear that. The thing that happened ten feet away. What? Yeah, there's a fucking girl there. Come on, <laughs> we're in a store, like in, in a yeah. general store, not a grocery store. Like it's like, come on, you did you telling me you didn't hear that? This isn't Target or Costco. <laughs> like what the fuck, dude? Evan rushes over to them, asking them what they saw. Without a word, he understands that it was um, it is a vampire. He goes back there, armed with his axe, seeing the carnage left behind from the girl. He's uh, waiting at the door, watching the darkness. Uh, or yeah, watching the darkness of the room. Door frame. With, yeah. with the yeah door frame. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that's I what I you meant. wanted to say. Envelope. I did not, <laughs> but. I should have. With his axe ready to swing, she comes running out, shrieking. He misses, and she pushes him down. Carter sprays her with something. What did he spray her with? I have no idea. I, I was. I, look, I went back, and I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> it was enough to like kind of like freak her out for a second. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Carter's like, <laughs> <laughs> sprays her with something, but she isn't entirely phased and jumps on top of him, continuing her shrieks. He manages to throw her off of him. Stella, Evan, and Bo grab the girl and pin her to the wall as she flails around. Bo um, calling for somebody to take the kill. But they are all scared, except for Jakey Jake, <laughs> uh, coming in and swinging that thing twice. He shakes, he shakes from having to kill her, com- commenting that she, she was just a girl. <laughs> and Evan hugs him. He's like, "Vampire girl, like don't worry about it. It's okay. It's all good. It's all good." She tried killing us. It's all good. Bo mm. motioning that he he did the right thing. Eben heads back toward the front. Stella embraces Jake. Denise asks um, who she was, wondering if anyone recognized her, but no one did. Lucy lets everyone know that uh, the whiteout is over. Yeah, it's very interesting where this little girl came from. Because uh, I was even noticing right now while I'm like rewatching it, she's, she's just, got tattoos. Really? I was like, what? Really? Yeah, she got some uh, like tribal tattoos. Can I see that? Yeah, so let me go back. That's interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Uh, so you see it when she flies at him? Oh, yeah. Holy shit. She She's does have tattoos. Either arm as well. Yeah, that's arm. right. She's actually in her 30s. Yeah, she has. <laughs> but this could be the orphan. That she's part of that group too, and she's probably been with I them for a long time. Think and she, she just is. stays that age. She's a translator. Yeah, so um, she she does have tattoos. You are absolutely one hundred percent correct about that. Uh, the other tattoo looked like an upside down cross. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so, and the other one is looks like some type of tribal esque tattoo as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for all we know, she's probably fucking five hundred million years old. <laughs> <laughs> she's actually the leader. She's um, still talking like that. Exactly. Yeah, I'm done with this one. But. That actually might make some kind of sense. If she's super old, she probably learned how to actually speak English. Right. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They she are, started this whole thing. She, right. She probably might be the leader. Um, yeah. They are holding up at the general store. Eben motioning that they have to they have to move and they can't stay there. Doug explains that the utilidor is too far without cover. Carter ex, uh, calls out to Eben, wondering if he could make it to the station if someone uh, created a diversion. Eben doesn't understand how Carter stands up, Stella reminding them that they can, that they can't survive the sun, thinking they can bring the sun early. She asks Jake about Helen's weed operation. He confirms that she uh, used a UV light to grow it. She plans that she can make it over. That she plans. Excuse me. She plans that she can make it over over there, and the vampires can follow her, and then they could. Uh, hit it with the lamp so they can make it to the station. Bo is pessimistic about the idea. She questions the reason, the reasoning behind sending the stranger if they can't handle a light. Jake questions about the possibility on it not working. She answers that it has to. Evan, he's like, it kind of doesn't, but um, <laughs> if you want to try it, Evan volunteers to do it, claiming that he's the fastest. Jake calls bullshit. Bullshit. You're slow as shit. Uh, willing to do it since he weighs less and he knows Helen's house. Evan doesn't um, doesn't want him to. Bringing up the fact that he's 15, Jake agrees. He's that being the reason, knowing that people need him. Evan reminds him uh, how he, how he was with the axe. Curious if he could do that three or four more times. No, the answer was no. Stella knows that he doesn't uh, believe that uh, that the plan would work. Uh, he doesn't, but she does, and that's a, that's good enough reason for him. Cute. Letting her know that uh, he'll he'll see her at the station. She tells him that he has to uh, start the Jenny first, handing him the handing him a flashlight, trying to hold back tears. Um, willing, uh, willing. I don't know what I was trying to say. I think I was trying to say willing to meet him at the station, something like that. But I don't know. Cut to Evan running and screaming in the street to gather their attention. I thought this was a very bad plan. Yes. At the start. Yeah. Like, I was like, wait, why are you screaming now? Like, get to the house first <laughs> yeah. and then start screaming so they can, like, get an even better head start. Like, why are you screaming now so they can chase you all the way in there and may get a better advantage? You know, yeah. they're fast as shit. <laughs> the fuck you doing? He never makes it to the house. Once <laughs> 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 like, what the fuck, dude? Dead. Like, why would you start that right then and there? That's so silly. Anyway. Uh, uh, Bo cautiously exits out of the store, motioning them to come out. Eben continues running. Marlo and the others snarling and shrieking at, uh, for them to follow. He makes it to the Jenny, uh, to the Jenny, pulling the cord to start it up. They run over, uh, over toward him as he runs inside the house. Meanwhile, the others are walking down the street. One of the vampires jumps off the building uh, um, onto Doug. He screams as his neck is ripped. St- Stella's the only one who tries to go back, but Bo grabs her so they can keep going. I like how everyone else didn't even face. They just kept walking. Yeah. That was great. Evan finds the, the UV lights. Turn, they wanted him dead. Turning them on, <laughs> I, I grab him one, waiting for uh, for them to enter inside the room. The rest of the crew make it to the station, Bo entering in uh, first to make sure it is clear. Whispering for Stella to get inside as they enter the room filled with dry blood. The vampires make it into uh, make it to the house, hesitant to enter inside. 
One of them, Anika, uh, rushes rushes for the, the door, stopping and not willing to go inside. Marlo urging her to go inside the house with a growl. This was this was great because like like I said, they are also cautious, right? They're very smart. Yeah. They're very smart. And that that was that was refreshing to see. Right. She even kind of looked back like, should I go in? And <coughs> he gave that like permission. It's like, yeah, go for it. It's like, all right. Yeah. Of course. I don't know. I felt like she was scared. Yeah. In the in the way it's like, is it cool? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is yeah. it safe? Yeah. Um, she d- she does so. Eben shining the UV light at her, causing her uh, her to scream and burn in pain. Marlo sneers at him as he checks on her, and he's like, oh, "How did you do that, you motherfucker? Um, Are you a magician?" Eben gets a call from Cella on the walkie. He explains very quickly that it worked, knowing that they were going to cut off the power. And as soon as he says that, they cut the power off, and he immediately runs out of the house. I love. Why did scene. they not surround the house? What's that? They didn't surround the house. Oh, probably not. Mm-mm. Dumb vampires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't just sure. jump up on the roof and got, got them? You, you, know, them. By you can get a car, but you yeah. can't catch this movie. Well, like Evan said, we know this town and we know the cold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. That's the level playing ground. All of them looking for uh, for him as he uses the wall to, uh, to a house to catch his breath. Stella um, eagerly waits for him to respond. He does, letting her know that he got out. She releases a sigh of relief. He tells her to wait for, uh, wait for him. Bo comes up and slowly takes the walkie, telling Evan to run for Rogers Avenue toward the, tre- uh, toward the trencher. I think that's the name of his little... Or his big thing. Um, he hands it back to her, letting her know that uh, that it is his turn. Eben continues sitting and waiting for, as the streets um, fill with screams and frustrated shrieks. Marlo goes back to Anika, asking if she if she understands. She nods. He continues, "Quote: What can we be? What can be broken must be broken." End quote. He's upset. Yeah, and like not at Eben, but at her. He's like, you're broken now. Yeah. And you, you're useless. And it's a precursor, right, of like what is going to happen later on. Exactly. She whimpers as he covers her eyes before taking a bite out of her. Um, cuts a bow. Whoa, double vampire powers. <laughs> uh, cuts a bow ramming through a bunch of those fuckers with his trencher, getting one with that large ass chainsaw. This was so cool. Opening the door and blasting another one with a shotgun. A few jump on the vehicle, getting caught and dragged on a bear trap. Another jumps in front. He shoots it off, causing it to fall on the saw and get sliced in half, eventually passing up Eben. The vampires all chasing him toward the, a building, bow um, welcoming them. Them to borrow the top of the world he gets out of the vehicle beat to shit because he fucking crashes pulling out his, his some flares i don't know why he crashed why'd you have to do that yeah turn around just, just, just keep, keep going, going. Fuck just yeah. fucking keep going yeah. dude yeah. like go and circle donuts dude like you know like, <laughs> like what are you I'm doing fun. crazy so fucking eight can go 80 miles i don't know Maybe like, yeah i don't know who try. knows but like like keep going keep going like start slicing and dicing shit roll it run over some of them like you're doing pretty good Nope, doesn't do, decide to do that. The vampires all break through the windows. He He's out of shells on his shotgun, pulling out some flares, letting them know that uh, they aren't going to eat him. 
bet. <laughs> he drops the flares in, into the box uh, with the others, sending the ho- hotel ablaze with a large explosion. Some of the vampires jumping out with their bodies caught on fire. Evan takes this opportunity to make a run for it. Unfortunately, Bo didn't die from the explosion, groaning in pain outside of the building. Marlo uh, pushes his head down with his boot, letting him know uh, when a man meets a force he can't destroy, he destroys himself instead, calling him a plague as he pushes his head, stomping on it, crushing his skull. Ugh. And I love that he called him a plague because yeah. he was like, you're not even worth our time to eat. Oh, like, you're right. Yeah. That to me was more offensive <laughs> than fucking like actually going in for the, the blood kill. Yeah, you're uh, right. So like that... Like you're scum beneath exactly right. Ooh. Like you are nothing. You're nothing. Nothing to me. Cut to Eben uh, making it to the station. Stella closing and locking the door behind him. He mentions Bo. Uh, she mentions Doug. He's like, oh, I get fucked uh, They hug as they cry in each other's arms and, and embrace. Um, he goes into another room to meet up with with the others. Lucy pointing out that that there are now six of them. Carter comments about there soon being five. Like, Carter, what the Aww, fuck? Turn him around and, and taking his hood off, uh, mentioning the little girl at the store got him and he's changing, finding himself to be thirsty now. Eben readies his axe. He's like, so what's up? <laughs> <laughs> this felt very graphic novel. Like, oh, reveal, for sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Carter continuing that the photos um, are all he got left from uh, of his family anyway, sharing that Martha was taking the kids to visit her mom, but they were hit by a drunk driver wanting to be with them so badly, but he couldn't bring himself to taking his life, believing that they are they are waiting for him, not wanting to live forever, calling for Eben to not allow him to. Stella calls out to Carter. Um, Eben stops her, uh, being his wish. Carter takes off his jacket, and they head into another room. Everyone else left inside the office. God damn. Whippering and flinching from the sound of the axe connecting with Carter's body mm. who he's like dead silent yeah no screams no ow none of that mm. bro just like took it that's and it was just like i'm ready in one swing apparently no two was it two yeah yeah i think it was multiple yeah it's sad, because right? uh oh yeah yeah yeah. because she's at she's at the wall like covering her ears and flinching every single time he gets hit i'm just happy Damn. that he found acceptance in his death with the idea of like being with his family family yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure once complete Eben exits out of the room not saying a word day 27 we got three days left motherfucker Eben uh, checks his windows uh, checks the windows and noticing a light flashing from another building it's Billy bitch he asks the others if they see if they see it they do he responds by flashing his light back them thinking that it's Billy Stella and Eben make a run for it for the house cautiously waiting through the um, hallway stairs uh, or excuse me, cautiously walking through the hallway upstairs. They find Billy on the floor next to his, next to his bed his wife and daughters all shot in the head damn mm. <sighs> What is this, the mist? God. I was just about to say that. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just about to say that. Um, it, it's weird that he survived this long with probably the amount of food that he had there as well, too. Or I guess they never entered his house to search as well. Yeah, probably Because he's not hiding. He's just in his room. Well, I mean, you also have to take into consideration. And he shot, which causes noise right. with his wife and kids. It could have been during the blizzard. Right. Um, yeah, but I do think as well he uh, 
since it is 30 days and I, I mean, obviously I have no idea how it works in Alaska, but I assume people are stocking up. I would hope so. Yeah. yeah that's a case. good point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, cause my wife used, she, she was born in the mountains and, um, she would tell me stories of like what they had to do. Like once it was snow days and things like that, or if there was like blizzards or whatever, I don't, I don't think it was actual blizzards, but like snowstorms, I'll say. Um, once there were snowstorms and stuff like that, that was it. Like you were stuck and you you couldn't go down to the town, um, down the hill or anything. And I've been to her town. Um, if anyone's curious, it's Lake Arrowhead, California. But um, where the water comes from? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, that's where she's from. Mm-hmm. Not the best water, but it's still water. Yeah. I like Arrowhead. It's, so supposedly it's not the best water because it has nothing else in it. It's literally just the lake's water. And it doesn't come from the actual Lake Arrowhead. It's like it tells you where it actually comes oh, from. But it's two, it's two destinations. But um, but yeah, it, it's I assume they, they had, stocked yeah. up for the month. Everyone. I assume everyone stocked fair, up. For yeah. the month. I'm so surprised that the vampires never went into his I'm sure house. they did. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they just didn't find him. I'm sure he had his own like hiding spot or something. They could smell blood and everything. I mean, they couldn't find him in the attic. Billy's been doing something shady. I don't know what he's been doing, but (laughs) he survived. Yeah, he survived. At that point, I was like, all right, then why don't you guys just stay three more days there or like any one of those spots? I mean, do you have to go to that spot? Do you have to go to that factory? No. You're right. Three days left? Yeah. That's what I was saying too. I was was like, like, I was like, no, I don't think you have to. If you went from day seven to 28, but, right, I mean, 27? I was like, but you also have to take into consideration as well that um, they obviously didn't know the plan, but there was a, probably, I'm sure there was a suspicion that they weren't just going to leave it as is, which they don't. Right, right, right. They do set the town on fire, so they, w- they would have had to leave anyway. Yeah, that's true. So, and they did that and they stayed and watched. They didn't stay and watch because, like, ooh, fire. <laughs> they stayed and watched to see if anybody is any stragglers, yeah. Yeah. Like anybody coming out. out of their yeah, houses yeah. to not burn to death. That's why they stayed. <laughs> man, midnight Mass. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Billy explains that he heard the screams and, and uh, didn't want them to die like the rest. Um, and he tried to shoot himself, but the gun jammed. Um, so it sounds like it sounds like he killed his family yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Like as soon as the shit hit the fan, he was like, "Fuck that, let's go." And that's what he did. He admits Ugh. that he shouldn't have signaled to them, but he couldn't um, stand being on his own much longer. Eben kneels next to him, grabbing his collar like a bunch of times. He's, he's very upset, um, yelling that he has a family and. and uh, should, he should never hurt them. They both sob as they as they fall to the ground. Evan repeating it. Cut to them bringing Billy back to the station. Everybody else is no longer there. Still thinking that they might have gone to the Utilidor. They head into the snowstorm carrying a wailing Billy. This was so fucking funny to me. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. But this is so goddamn funny to me. Because he's like... He's... <laughs> He's so dramatic. <laughs> like, chill. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, I shouldn't have laughed. I was like, this dude had to kill his fucking family. And he was, he's been stuck there for probably 27 <laughs> days with his dead family. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should have <laughs> Karma. Coughing now. Until they make it... <coughs> excuse me. 
Ah, take a swig of water. Somebody talk. <laughs> well, uh, I was about to say this next scene is pretty haunting with like costume design. With a oh, little yeah. girl walking down the middle of the street with blood oh, all yeah. over her face. Oh, yeah. That was scary. Damn. That, now that was scarier than the fucking uh, vampire girl. Yeah. Yes. I thought she turned or was turning. I thought that too. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you're right. Like that is a way better execution. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that was not made by the suits. <laughs> Until they make uh, under, uh, make it underneath the house, Evan turns off his flashlight when he notices someone walking down the road. It's a, it's a child covered in blood. Stella recognizes the kid calling her Gail. She stops, Stella continuing to, um, to call out to her as she crawls out from under the house. Running toward her uh, as are running toward her, a vampire, Zuriel, comes out from uh, from another place shrieking. She grabs Gail, bringing her back underneath the house. Zuriel comes searching for them. Eben looks back at Stella, wanting her to go go with Billy and Gail, claiming that he'll meet her back at the Utilidor. Uh, she doesn't ask questions, just moves out. Uh, fair. Yep. Pretty cool. Eben comes, uh, comes out from, I mean, shit, his demands have been all good so far. Yeah, like it, it, I mean, why not? At this point, I would fully trust him too. I'd be like, shit, whatever you say, bro. You you got us here pretty goddamn safe. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Uh, scary, but no. Evan comes out from under the house of Billy coming out, to, um, but continues running. Even though he wants Billy to stay there, he stops when he looks at Zeriel. Billy runs again when he um, starts to shriek. Evan runs too, but Billy stops to hide. Arvin keeping a close eye on him. Bef- uh, uh, from excuse me, Arvin keeping a close eye on him from overhead. Eben makes it back to the utilidor, waiting underneath an area where he can climb in through the ladder. And I like this because they don't, they don't do this, or Arvin doesn't do this because he wants to eat him. At this point, he does he this because he's, he's like, him. "You're going to lead me to everyone." Yeah, else. yeah. And that's what I want everyone. Yeah. Not just you. Because I'm fucking Arvin. <laughs> so I, don't want, I don't want the snack. I want the whole meal, baby. Exactly. I guarantee you Arvin was the only one who was eating the best out of everybody. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Arvin was like body counts. Lives for like, the hunt. Yeah. For sure. Chicken the bone marrow and all. Yep. <laughs> he walks down um, a long hallway running along large pipes, the machine rearing as he enters inside the building. Jake calls out and runs over to him, hugging him. He notices that that it's just Denise and Lucy um, who walk out. He asks for Stella and Gail, but they don't know their fate. Cut to Marlowe washing his hands in blood and slicking his hair back. So fucking cool. Speaking to his crew that it, quote, took centuries for us to make us believe we were only bad dreams. We cannot give them reason to suspect. Destroy them all. I love that. Because it, it creates the context of why it's so important for it to yes. all be a cover up. and Exactly. And to think for that long, they've been able to successfully cover it up and really have people not believe in vampires. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. They all streak in agreement. Billy eventually makes it to the Utilidor and entering the same way Eben came, Arvin enters in with his sharp bloody nails as well. Eben and a few others open the hatch to look outside. He calls out uh, on his walkie for Stella to come in, asking where she is. Billy calls out for anyone while Eben continues calling for Stella. Arvin jumps on him, slamming him down and biting at his neck. He's like, 
Ugh. Evan, and this was actually pretty, really gruesome. Yeah. Evan and the others run inside the room. He connects the axe to Arvin's back. He hits the axe out of Evan's hand, grabbing a bar to hit Billy in the face. I thought that was nice. Nice little touch. He used the environment a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, slashing at Evan, but the others jump on him to try and help. He throws them off, going back to Evan, uh, head headbutting and back and backhanding him. Also nice touch. Yeah. Nice touch. He's just like, I, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> Billy becomes conscious again, running over and tackling him into the muffin monster. The muffin monster. The Muffin Monster? The Muffin Monster. The Muffin Monster! The one who lives on Drury Lane? <laughs> <laughs> it devouring the vampire with ease. Billy comes back up screaming from his hand being ripped off as well. This was a very, <laughs> very pleasant surprise. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I was just like, I really hope he hurt himself because that looked really close call. I would be called bullshit. Oh, shit! This fucking <laughs> hand is gone! This was great. Everyone oh else screaming as they watch him writhe in pain. Eben goes over to him, squeezing the fucking nub to his wrist, uh. which causes him to scream more. And Billy's scream is pretty good, too. Oh, my God. It's scary. It, you, he sounds like he's in excruciating pain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he doesn't sound like he's acting in excruciating pain. He fucking sounds like he is in excruciating pain. Bravo. Bravo <laughs> the fuck oh. Trying to help him, but Billy pushes him off, yelling for him to go. Billy continues to loudly scream. Then his screams turn into shrieks. Mm, Billy, Billy, Billy. Okay, I have a theory here. I think Billy changes faster because his body's in distress. Oh, you think so? Maybe. Blood is pumping a lot faster. Blood is pumping like faster. Adrenaline's killing uh, Maybe it's by vampire, by seniority. Who knows? Maybe and, and, the knows? and maybe the vampire also, the vampire gene as well is probably trying to protect itself. Yeah, to heal. Right. To heal. Yeah, so right. it's, it's in overdrive right now. Exactly. So that, like, that's what I think is kind of going on to where his body is just like, I I need to protect myself. I need to, yeah. you know, so I think it, that's why he started changing a lot more rapidly. I'm very interested in reading the graphic novel to see how they're much good. stuff is in there. They're good. They're, they're yeah. really good. I would highly suggest it. And then the artwork that, looks great. The artwork is great. After that, I would check out Witches with a Y. So it's huh. W-Y-T-C-H-E-S. Witches is, is is pretty much like this, just with witches. It's That's so cool. fucking That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. It's so cool. I really hope someone does something with that one day. Maybe I will. Do it. There you go. You know, Fuck I'm just it. Saying. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Jake calls for Evan to grab the axe. He takes the axe and swings it three times at his neck until his head <laughs> falls off. And this, they showed it. Looks so great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like barely hanging on. Oh my God. I was like, damn, they, they, they definitely waited for that budget because we didn't see him do it. We just heard it yeah. for all the rest. But like, Oh, yeah, it was yeah, it was quite the sight. Staring out with uh, nothing but trauma in his eyes, all while Marlowe and the rest of, of his vampiric legion do one last sweep before wiping away the town. Back at the Utilidor, Denise comes back into the room with chocolate and vodka. She comments for them to celebrate for, uh, for there being one day until sunrise. Eben calls for Stella again on the walkie. Jake takes a sip of the vodka. 
wincing at the taste. Evan congratulates him for getting for getting everyone there. Stella calls him on the radio. He's relieved as he gets back to the open slit. Calling out to her, he she instructs him to whisper since they're they're walking around. She explains that she has Gail with her. He asks where she uh, where she is. She shares that she's under a wreck across the. Um, Melanson's, I think is how you pronounce their name. The vampires shriek around them. They move deeper underneath the car. He asks if they are okay as Jake looks out of the window. Gail um, complains that it is so cold. Stella whispers that they are freezing. Jake can see the car pointing out, uh, pointing out where it is. Eben calls out that they are coming to get her. <clears throat> All of the vampires come out of the main road, Denise commenting about um, there being too many of them. And they would most likely kill them before they even got there fair evan um, tells her that they have they have to cut off before they they hear her willing to call her back when it's safe promising her that they are going to watch the sun come up tomorrow she apologizes for leaving him before cutting off (laughs) denise notices that the streets are filling up with oil he looks over at her um he looks over um yeah, he looks over at her, knowing that they broke into the pipeline. Marlowe allows the streets to fill with oil before um, dropping a match on it, setting the town ablaze. Denise, understanding that nobody will know what happened and that they'll think that this was just a horrible accident. Lucy, knowing that they'll take out the neighboring towns, Point Hope and Wayne right next. Jake tells them to wait, asking if they could ride it out and fl- ride out the flames there. This build being a strong building. <laughs> Still a building. Like, yeah. the fuck? It's not flame resistant. Like, <laughs> the fuck? The fire understanding, um, the fire continues uh, spreading, uh, dropping a, a burning electric pole on top of more oil, creating a minor explosion, enough to make Stella and Gail flinch, but they continue to stay put. Eben knowing that they will kill her if she runs or she'll burn if she stays. Jake questions if he goes out there, won't they come after all of them? The vampires stand around, watching their flames to make sure they aren't any stragglers running out of the buildings. Evan gets a morbid idea. Leaving out of the room, Jake calls out to him as he picks through a first aid kit. He grabs a syringe, um, instructing Jake to instructing Jake uh, to get the walkie to call for Stella, demanding her to run for it when the vampires see him. He extracts Billy's contaminated blood. Jake, not understanding what he's doing, Eben takes. Um, that would have been great if he would have like pinned Jake down, and be like, "All right, <laughs> oh shit, all right, little you're, shit, you'll be the one to go out there." You said you were the fastest, right? <laughs> <laughs> Evan takes off his jacket explaining that John and Carter changed because they were bitten but they stayed they stayed who they were for a little while knowing that they ca- they can't fight them the way they are he th- he thanks Jake telling telling him to take care of Stella for him jamming the syringe into his arm Denise yelling if he's crazy the blood flows through his veins as he painfully feels it running through his body Denise and Lucy question about not knowing if he would attack them and if he uh, should stop them now or stop him now. Jake shouts for them to shut up and that nobody will touch him <laughs> as Eben has his eyes closed and he <laughs> kills Jake first. He speaks softly, uh, mo- mentioning that he could smell their blood. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, he's like, I, s- I smell your blood. <laughs> and if if I was Jake, I'd be like, 
yeah, we could probably kill him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. Saying some shit like that. Uh, his eyes pitch black, filling out the rest of his eyeballs. He stands, Denise thinking that, that he can't fight them all. Eben exits out of the, the utilidor, crying in pain from his transformation. He puts on his hood and bosses the fuck up. Marlo hears him screeching as he approaches them. Jake calls for Stella to get out of there and run. Marlo calls Eben, quote, the one who fights, end quote. As he enters the ring, he, he has his posse back up, allowing Eben to get a few shots in, punching and kicking him, but Marlo starts getting the best of him, jumping on top of him and banging his head on a car repeatedly. He falls to the ground, looking over at Stella, who hasn't ran yet. Marlo uh, grabs him, throwing him on the car to the ground, delivering the coldest kick <laughs> in the fucking planet. Dude kicks this dude so hard, he spins. <laughs> yeah. He spins around and then spits out blood. Oh, fucking hell. Eben yells for Stella to, uh, to go without looking in her direction to make sure make sure Marlo knows that he's not talking to anyone. Yeah. She takes Gail and starts uh, making a run for it. Marlo kicks him in again in the face, picking him up and grabbing him by the face, uh, checking his teeth before scratching on his face. Eben runs runs at him, causing him to flip over and flip back. Also pretty cool. After a few jabs from Eben, Marlo grabs him by the hand and breaks it, which allows his crew to give out mm. the finish him shriek. <laughs> Marlo comes flying in straight into Eben's fist, which goes through his mouth. The rest of the vampires mm. shocked, but... They don't want that beef. So they all scale away as, <laughs> like, as the new sun starts peeking through the clouds. Stella comes over to him, asking him what uh what did, did he do or what did he do to himself? He claims what he had to do, wondering if um if he should go after them. She she shakes her head. He looks at he looks up at the sky, commenting that it, it is almost dawn, and they made it. Stella begins to cry as more people who who were hiding in the town come out. Uh, cut to Stella and Eben watching the sun come out, grabbing his uh, his wedding band around his neck. They both cry as they as they kiss each other, and she holds him, his skin burning and turning into ash, trying his best to hide from the pain as she holds him tightly. He screams in pain as his skin continues turning into ash, leaving Stella to hold his burnt corpse with hatred and vengeance in her eyes. Then, credits. What a fucking amazing way to end your last episode, David. Wow. I got to say, I'm a, I'm a sucker for uh, stories where the hero sacrifices themselves in the end. And, you know? Uh, right. Yeah. Me too. Um, but me yeah, too. what a way to go out. Man. Well, I got some motherfucking movie facts for us here. Movie, movie facts. <gasps> the vampires speak a completely original language. It was created for the film with the mm. help of a linguistics oh, professor wow. at a New Zealand university. I wonder if That's they were so cool. deliberate in what they were saying then. Yeah. They probably must have been. They had to have been, case. right? Yeah. Um, oops. Let me click on his name. Steve Niles originally conceived the story as a film. After years of rejection by studios, it was reworked into a comic book. Huh. Eventually, a studio that rejected the original screenplay went for the comic version instead. Well, I, that's actually really cool. I went full circle. Huh. Yeah. Most of the night shots were shot during the day uh, <laughs> uh, using the day for night process. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, this was actually shot in New Zealand. Nearly really? half of the cast are either Australian or Kiwi. It snows over there? 
It does snow in New Zealand. That wow. it does. Yes. Uh, the Southern Alps. Um, it's cold. Oh, <laughs> it is cold. Um, yeah. It snows in the in our summertime. Oh, their winter time. Mm. Um, I, and correct me if I'm wrong. If there's any New Zealanders listeners that we have, um, is Kiwi the appropriate terminology for for New Zealanders? I. I thought that was an offensive term. I, I could have sworn I've heard that, but I'm not too sure. So if y'all could let me know on Twitter, that would be very helpful. Uh, in reality, Barrow uh, doesn't see the sun for a rough, oh shit, 67 days, not 30. Fuck dog. No, thank you. I can never. I'm sorry. I don't know how y'all do it. Uh uh-uh. Josh Harnett did his own stunts. I can see that. What Melissa George did most of her own driving. What a badass. Nice. Oh shit. That's actually really cool. According to the DVD um, commentary, Josh Harnett was sick with mono for two weeks of filming. Oh, shit. During that period, he had to fly to Venice, London, New York, and Los Angeles for uh, premieres of the Black Dahlia. I forgot he was in that, too. This was, like, before he disappeared, like, right before he disappeared. Mm. Josh Harnett just, like, fell off the face of the earth, and he came back in uh, Penny Dreadful. That was exciting. killed it. That was very exciting. One more here. Um... Let's do, oh, this one's a theory. One theory holds that the character referred to as the stranger is a nod to the character R.M. R. Renfield in the novel Dracula. Huh. Told you. Parallels cool. include both were approached by the vampire before the main characters. Both had a hunger for blood. Renfield for bugs and birds, the stranger for raw meat. Both were locked away for the safety of others. Both expected to be rewarded for their, uh, their assistance to the vampire. And both were ultimately attacked by the vampire. And fun fact, psychologists today refer to patients who have a vampiric hunger for blood as suffering from Renfield syndrome. It's so accurate. It has to be true. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Man, goddamn. But let us know what you think about 30 Days of Night, either on Twitter, which is at nightlight underscore pod, or on our Discord, which is inside of our show notes. Um, and also give a, a nice little loving exit for David as well. David, we love you, man. I love you guys. We 100%. wish you well. Thank you. We cannot wait to see what you do next. I really appreciate but that. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey for so long. Thank you for and letting me be part of this journey. Of course. Of course. And and I, I guarantee y'all, this is not the last time you're going to hear David's voice. I'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back for an episode He'll or two. He'll be back. Uh, but the next film that we are going to cover is going to be Let the Right One In. Ooh. I'm very excited for that one. Very U.S. Excited. or which version? Uh, let the right one in is the Swedish version. Swedish version. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let me in is the American. Uh, okay. But this was Nightlight Out. I was one of your host, Prince, also known as Head Night. Alongside me, we had David. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for everyone that's ever taken the time to listen to us, me, and it's meant a lot. Thank you so much. Stay Hell spoopy, yeah. everyone. Stay spoopy. <laughs> Also known as Nightly. Other in there, we have Freddy. Always keeping it spooky. Always and forever. Also known as Nighty Night. With your help, we can reach more ghoulish nights with your recommendation to someone who would actually enjoy the show. If your podcast app allows you to rate our show, consider giving us a five-star rating as it honestly does help us out a ton. For extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a one. Okay. And remember, everybody, don't forget about David.